the Ron and Fez show starts right now. Bullshit. I told you a million times, Pepper, and I'm going to say it for the last time. When Jimmy cracks corn, I don't care. I don't fucking care. I don't care where his master is. And it's 2010. Why does he have a master? I'd make you get that tatted. Hey, it's the Ron and Fez show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Chris Stanley starts us off today with the Pixies, his favorite group. Or is it your favorite or are you a Breeders first? No, Pixies. You breeders, sure? Close second. Love Kim Deal. I know you. That I know you girls. I know you tough girls love her. You tatted girls. You inked up girls. You love the hell out of Kim Deal. All right, Ron and Fez show on, I'm going to guess, one of the uh, weekdays. And today's a very special weekday. Your chance to win prizes by listening to the Ron and Fez show. We're going to be playing Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search. Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search. In front of a live studio audience. Great prizes to give out today. If you're following on 202 Friends, we have a signed uh, boxing glove from Bernard Hopkins. He was the winner of Hopkins versus Roy Jones Jr., Rivals 2. Signed glove by Bernard Hopkins to give away. We also have... World Super Bowl champion Jeremy Shockey has signed a New Orleans Saints cap for us. We'll be giving that away during Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search. We have a, the Broadway hit Jersey Boys, a playbill signed by the entire cast. Also, we have from legendary musician Eric Burden, a signed copy of The Best of War and more on CD. And we... Third, 39 Years of Short-Term Memory Loss, that's the book by Tom Davis, signed by him, one of the original writers from Saturday Night Live. And Get Shorty on DVD, signed by Bobby Slayton, who was the guest on Unmasked last week. Wow, is that a stretch, having uh, Bobby Slayton sign Get Shorty when he was in it for one scene. One very powerful scene. I don't know, where do you get a fucking load of this look? Where do you get a look at this asshole? Uh, I think maybe he said piece of work. All right, looking for the Ichiban. the Ichibans, the Ichiban. and let me bring up to Dave Baseball McDonald. Dave, first no hitter of the new season. Oh man, and what a, what a performance it was, and the first no hitter in the history of the Colorado Rockies. How long is that history? Is it about twenty years now? Uh ninety. Three, I thought, was the first year. 17 years. Yeah. 17 years. Now, it uh, was on the road, I believe. It was, a, it was a, a, in Atlanta. But still, it's a, it's a club. It's yeah. a club no-hitter. And they have uh, what the Mets don't. The Mets have been around since, you know, the fucking early 60s. No no-hitter in the history of that fucking franchise. It's unbelievable because there's been some great fucking pitchers with that franchise. Seaver and, of course, a young Nolan Ryan. So uh, You forget about the name Doc Gooden. That doesn't fucking He was pretty damn talented as well. Yeah. So no-hitter, no-no-hitter, or as I guess they would say on ESPN now, no-no-nos. By the way, I hate the term no-no more than anything else in sports. Well, that sounds a little bit uh, babyish. It does to me, like you know, through a no-no, no-no. So they get what the Mets don't: no hitter. Yeah, I was just thinking of how shitty the Mets are. The Florida Marlins have as many championships as the Mets, and now the Rockies have one more no-hitter than the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> These, the Rockies and Marlins 
are outdoing the Mets in terms of accomplishments. I get it. Your wife likes the Mets. You hate them. I I'm get it. We saying, can move on. Just pointing it out there. I know. For all to hear. Over and over, though, I have to hear some kind of Met hate out of you. <laughs> So it You're going to make Pitsy cry. A great sports weekend because, of course, the NBA playoffs uh, have started as well. So we got uh, What that. do we got there on, on the playoffs so far? Oh, we, we got uh, the, the Cavs. You know, LeBron's doing his thing. He easily beat the Bulls. Celtics over the Heat. Hawks over Bucks. Lakers over Thunder. Mavericks over Spurs. Magic over Bobcats. And Blazers over Suns. All predicted right here on Friday's show. Every one of those was predicted. <laughs> I was, yeah. By Dave Basketball McDonald. Here's, here's kind of a fun baseball story. Jay-Z has and his uh, associates have filed a suit Thursday in Manhattan, federal court, accusing uh, the Red Sox first baseman David Ortiz um, for marketplace confusion, basically, for opening a 40-40 nightclub. I believe in the DR. Now, here's the deal, Fez. Unlike Jay-Z, he is a 40-40 man. Mm-hmm. What is 40-40? Exactly. Uh, Davey Mack, do you think he, does, he needs to use this name, or did it go a little too far? No, he can't use this name. I'm sorry. And actually, Mr. B, I'm not sure if Ortiz is have 40-40. Canseco did. Uh, why did he Why did he call it 40-40 then? I thought he had a 40-40. Well, because it, it is a baseball term, so he's... But it's not his. <laughs> no. Then I, then I thought that's the reason why he called it, just yeah. like Canseco used to put 40-40 all over his fucking tags. And... See, Canseco should have his own 40-40 club. Yeah. But Ortiz, I think, has Nobody actually... would fucking party there because he'd rat you out. That place... <laughs> It would be like fucking doing coke in a fucking, uh, basically being in the window at a department store. Oh, if you didn't tip one of the waiters enough, I'm sure Conseco would, like, email your shit to that website yeah. that has all the stuff. Of... TMZ would have their own fucking live gigs in there every week. <laughs> yeah, so Ortiz is like... But here's the other thing. It is in the DR. Yeah, and I, I suppose it would be what, like... Catorce, Catorce? Yeah, I don't know what they say down there. They got a different fucking... So technically that's different... Why did Jay-Z name his 4040? That I have no idea. It sounds cool, I guess. Does it? But like I said, unless, you know, Jose's a silent Does it stand for Fowdy Fowdy? Ortiz's club could could be not good without steroids. Um, uh, Actually, Canseco could go in the same exact direction. He would have been 10-10 if he hadn't done the roids. Hi, welcome to roids. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, big volcanic uh, action, of course, in, was it Iceland? And then nobody could fly planes all weekend over in Europe. I love the fact that they're trying to push the airlines to get them moving out there again. The airlines, they want to they wanna start flying again through the ash. And this ash, it chokes out engines. But it, what's it? it engines? Engines. <laughs> the plane engines. Um, yeah, well, the, 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 the airlines would fly every single time. They wouldn't care. They would, the airlines wouldn't fucking care if they had Lee Mel's doors on their fucking planes. The doors could be off completely. The airlines would be like, you'll be fine. Uh, they put drunk pilots on. People have to step in and tell the airlines all the time, no, I know you're going to make a buck here, but we have to protect your engines. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Travis, North Carolina, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
Oh, morning, buddies. Uh, yeah. You sound like a million bucks, Ronnie. Uh, I got an Ichiban for you. All right, looking for that. Ichiban. A uh, cookbook was recalled because of a typo. Instead of a recipe calling for a freshly ground black pepper, it called for a freshly ground black people. And I think this would have been seen somewhat as, you know, just a mistake, a printer's mistake, except for the fact it's not even close. You're three full letters away. Yeah. Uh, and then also, of course, exactly. it took place in Australia, which is now uh, the exact, and I mean fucking exact, most racist place on the planet. South Africa, sorry, you've lost your crown. Australia now has it. So some lady down there is trying to fucking cook a wallaby. She's going through the recipe book, and she sees that it's um, that it serves black people. Yeah, add some black people to it. Uh, let's go over to um, Kevin in Maine. Hello? Kevin? Yeah. Hey, Fez. Yes. Um, I, I've got this great idea for you. I um, was thinking, you know, you kind of had trouble with the dating world and everything like that. Real quick, and, Kevin. Um, uh, well, the hello, welcome to Roids, that little clip you had there could be your new pickup line. Yeah, if you would have maybe got to it quick, uh, you'd have something. But the buildup was terrible. Don in Connecticut, you're on the Run of Fest show. Morning, boys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's called the 40-40 Club because they let 40 guys and 40 girls in. So every guy can go home with a, a single young lady of his choosing. Well, let's simplify it and call it 1-1 one, one, because that's where you really need to be. Ichiban, Rick, New York, Ron Fez show. Hey guys, what's going on? How you doing? Ron Fez, Dave. What can we Pleasure do for you? To talk to you all. Um, here's the deal, man. Fucking Saturday, April 17th, the greatest Mets pitching game ever. They will never have a game better. They went 19 innings, no score. It's the second longest game, no, no score. And it went, to, it went to 20 with the Mets winning it by, by a pubic hair. It was amazing. Well, it's not going to go fucking 9-4 to four when it's in the last inning. But uh, Davey Mack, seven and a half hours in this game. It was uh, fucking freakish, to be honest with you. It was the Fox National game. So I k turned it on at 3 o'clock. And I drive up here, and we're doing uh, the special delivery. And I flip over to Fox at 10.30, and the game was still on. And that's, to me, one of the great things about baseball. It's, it's, baseball is its own world that football, basketball, they just, because they have an allotted amount of what time. What about pole vaulting? <laughs> I'm not going to talk about That's not a team pole sport. Pole vaulting can go on forever and ever. All right. Well, I guess you're right. Until I mean, you knock that bar off, we, we're still on. I don't know the ins and outs of pole vaulting. All I know is the, the fact There's that... There's no ins and outs. It's either over or under. Ups and downs, then? Mm -hmm. And the fact that the baseball doesn't have a clock, it's what makes it uh, miraculous. It was an incredible, incredible game. Yeah? It was amazing because, you know, they actually go all this time. They, it's 0-0 zero, zero for the longest stretch of time. Mets finally get a run, and only in baseball does then the, Card the Cardinals then got to run and answer them, having to play more extra Well, there's innings. no other sports that you can get a run. <laughs> uh, Coke Logic, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yes, yeah, Sterling Green is black people. Soylent Green is black people. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Chris, Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
Today is the 63rd anniversary of the magic bike ride Albert Hoffman took after intentionally dosing himself for the first time with LSD. Now, when he did that first hit, he had no idea where he was going with it, right? Uh, he he kind of did because on April 16th, he accidentally ingested some. So on the 19th, he figured he'd do it on purpose to uh, give, it a, give it a whirl. All right, so he accidentally did some and then said, now I got my albums together. I got uh, some whiskey, some landing gear just in case. And um, right at the day after he invented uh, LSD, not a lot of people know this, strobe light. He invented the strobe light. He just thought it would look really, really cool. Maybe he threw in a lava lamp, too. And then Keezy's is like, called him like the day after. What do you have? I've been hearing some stories. What do you have to play with? 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. This is always uh, fun. Washington State is becoming the new Florida. Uh, they busted a guy there who basically was a pimp for animals. Um, they had dogs, horses, and pet mice, and some perv flew all the way over from fucking England that they busted there. And this is the beauty of the Internet. You would think, okay, small business, how many people want to fuck animals? The Internet puts you all together. Um, guys over there, I think he had his dick in a dog when the cops kicked the door in. It's um, it's so odd. Washington State, I guess there's a lot of hiding places there where you can have this resort slash bestiality farm. You know, it's like three guys go there. One's fucking a horse. One's fucking a dog. And then you got Dave fucking a pet mouse. Oh, no, no, come and on. And she's still going, is it in yet? Oh. In a very Minnie Mouse voice. The mouse talks? Uh, beard porn, by the way, taken off with you guys the other day. And what we really wanted is on real beard porn sites. We need somebody to get it on the gay sites. That's what we're after right now. It's already a hit with us. Now we got to go viral on this. Wait, do we have to go. We have to put it on the gay sites. Well, we. I want not us. We're going to get somebody else oh, because okay. Opie was just telling me uh, yeah. that Sam is already on gay sites for something that they did as the weird little gay boy. <laughs> so if Sam and Dave could both be on gay sites, it would make my fucking day. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't see how. Uh, Let's I don't uh, see how big we can get this. No, I think we're kind of like a straight That's show. That's what he said. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind saying it's straight sites. You think sites. it's straight? Yeah, saying it's straight sites. But this is really funny. He's like, and then, uh, you know, Opie's saying to me, Dave has this really disturbing look on his face. And the next thing I know, Fez does, as if this wasn't planned, as if you guys were just so into it, you started to make these expressions. <laughs> and I'm just saying to him, yeah, I know, it's odd. Really strange. But he was the one who told me Sam is already on the gay sites as weird little gay boy. I guess. I know he's kissed. Uh, he kissed a homeless guy once, so maybe that that's why he's on the gay site. Oh, we can top that with beard porn. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. We, you know, we need to be on all the gay sites. You know, just I don't know whether we should stop these. I think we keep them coming. Twenty nine ninety five a piece. <laughs> I would like a little cut of that. Then I mean, if you're uh, gonna... don't fucking get strong on me, Dave. Don't uh, start strong. You know what the expenses I have. I said would like. That's hardly strong. I got your phone. I got to keep that going at all times. <laughs> Darren, my DP, double <laughs> penetration. 
He did a very good job as a cinematographer. That, I mean, if beard porn goes off the way I think it will with you guys, mm-hmm. we got to do an ass to mouth after that. I mean, we got to keep this thing going. Well, all right. But, uh, out front, Dave, we, we see Fez on Broadway today doing his uh, pre-walk, uh, his I'm not going to break down today walk. So HTG and I were uh, smoking, uh, having a little smoke out front. So we see him. We, I go, let's give him the Malachi Crunch. So we come running up on each side and like just kind of both come in on each side of him and just kind of go shoulder to shoulder with him. I'm not making this up even slightly. In the Broadway, 10.30 in the morning, he goes like this. He kind of goes fetal real quick and goes like this. Oh. I because thought I was a goner. two people leaned into his shoulder. Not the, I'm freaking out, fighting for your life, just throwing punches and kicking and screaming, which would be the normal funny thing to laugh at. But the, it almost sounded like, I give... I use stop, life. drop, and roll for every emergency. The life going out of him, it sounds then, like. I know. And it was like letting the fucking air out of a gay balloon. Just... And then he went to... He hugs me like it's a punk episode. Then falls to one knee and holds his chest like I've killed him. By leaning into him. And I'm not acting like, oh, we hit him hard... We just did that. We're going to crowd you on either side. A wide spectrum of emotions. I felt the air leave my body. That's nothing to brag about. You live in New York City. I you saw can't fans. give up that quickly. There's I, been problems in Times Square before. It's happened. Yes, but that's not the way to handle the problem. The problem isn't just to fucking die. Uh, Dave, uh, the two uh, voted out American Idols are down the hall. Are they really? Yeah, the Spanish kid and the cute girl. Yeah. Who, by the way, looks way cuter in real life. Katie Stevens. Yeah. That can't be it. It was. It was it. Also, if you were with us, Dave, and the fact that you don't, the only thing you smoke now is pot is very annoying because you should you used to be outside smoking with us. Uh, we ran into Rupert Murdoch. Zero security around him. Oh. Just walking down the street talking like an Aussie. Well, he is Australian. He. Oh. That's the reason, then. I thought maybe he was just going a funny accent. He was probably behind that ground black people comment in the cookbook. I guess they meant Pepper. I I don't know. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I don't know how you get there. And and what is this? Pink Floyd's The Wall? Like, they were grounding him up like sausages? What imaginations on these people? They're strange, don't they? (laughs) They're strange. And their black people are short. Yeah. That's the weird thing about Australia. I think they call them aborigines down there. I have no idea. I think so because when they when they had the Sydney Olympics, yeah. I learned all this info of like how the Aborigines are really shat on for decades and yeah. decades. No, their toilets flush the opposite of ours, so they come straight up out of the toilet like the a poop? water spout. <laughs> yeah. The poop comes out. It's disgusting. <laughs> that's the, they're using it. That's that's the crazy thing down under. Maybe in Australia you poop water and you flush it down the shit. Box. <laughs> They're crazy. <laughs> They're upside down. I couldn't live that way. And yet you do. He was so ready to grab his ankles and just get raped today. 
I saw Fez was here on Saturday night, too, at midnight. What were you doing here? I had to pick up some. I was in the neighborhood, and I had to pick up some things. So I ran up to, to the office, and then I saw Dave on his way out of special delivery. He didn't stop by, though, during the show. He waits till the, off, till the, till the on-air light is off. And then he says, hey. I'm like, oh, you, should, you could have come in. He doesn't want anything to do with you, Dave. <laughs> no. You were in beard porting with him. I know. I thought now, that. Now, what was in your that was office loving. you needed at midnight on Saturday? Dildo? No, I just uh, I had some papers that I wanted to grab. What papers? This seems vague. What are you, a yeah. lawyer? A lawyer goes back to their office for fucking papers. It's Michael Clayton all of a sudden over here getting papers at midnight. What papers did you have? A live read? No, it's just grabbing some stuff for uh, Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search that we'll be playing a little bit later today, live on the Run and Fez show. Oh, I can't wait for that, Fezzy. It's going to be exciting. Make sure you're following at 202 Friends to play along, try to win some great prizes today. Now, for the second time this year, for an Ichiban here, we have a photo finish, an absolute photo finish, and still no clear winner over the weekend box office. So it was uh, Kick-Ass. And How to Train Your Dragon. How to Train Your Dragon had a little nudge ahead of it, mm -hmm. but that's not official. Right. And then a very strong uh, showing for third again only dropped 30% for that date night movie with the TV stars. And I think Clash of the Titans did uh, decent for a second week out. So they were right in it, too, then. Yeah. So all that was right there. And uh, How to Train Your Dragon, that was its third week out. So it was actually... Well, it's, it's in 3D. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, in a, it's an exciting 3D. All the threes work for it. Well, actually, the cartoon people love that, How to Train Your Dragon. Anyone who likes those movies mm -hmm. says this is the greatest ever. I won't say it because I don't like to sit and watch cartoons. But I did see the Kick-Ass. I saw Kick-Ass, and I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, it's very controversial, Fez, mm -hmm. because the little girl says cunt. And uh, gets punched and kicked like she was an adult man. What did you love about it? I just, I thought it was really put together. I love the characters. I thought it was a great story. I thought it was really fun. Now, from what I understand, the comic book people are upset because it did not follow the comic book. So, see, I had never read the uh, this particular comic book. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm waiting. I waited till after I saw. I haven't picked it up yet. I was going to read the comic book, and I'm like, well, let's not ruin this for yourself. Well, I guess you wouldn't have. I guess you wouldn't have figured anything out because they made some major, major changes. So you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. And you didn't think it was a bad thing that this little girl was saying cunt and getting punched and kicked and shot and having the time of her life? No, I thought it was such cartoon violence. That... What cartoons are you watching? Well, like Bugs Bunny. I thought I thought it was... Bugs Bunny? Is, has uh, cartoon a lot, violence. A lot like kick eggs. So uh, No, I, I disagree on the cartoon violence because I thought it was more like video game violence. Uh, but again, it's a hard R, as they say. There's no reason for kids to even see this film. Uh, let's go over to G-Baby. Hey, G-Baby, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, uh, number two, just as predicted. Um, I got to tell you, though, I have this weird feeling like um, obviously the movie didn't perform as well as it did, but maybe kids were buying tickets for How to Train Your Dragon and going into Kick-Ass. You know, I, when I saw Kick-Ass, there weren't a lot of people there. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't have any feeling at all that it was going to do 
extremely well, but I see movies earlier in the day anyway than most people. But normally if it's one of those big type movies, I have to sit around other animals. Um, you love this movie as much as Fez, right, G-Baby? You uh, said yeah. it, was the, it was better so than Citizen Kane. Um, something like that. <laughs> uh, I, I, love, I thought the little girl was great mm-hmm. and the dad was great. And then I could have shit canned the rest of the characters. I did not, I did not think Kickass himself was could keep my attention. Um, the fact that they just redid the crime syndicate thing was, come on, we can't get some kind of an update because I felt like is it supposed to be a comic book world or is it supposed to be the real world where these people are pretending they're comic book characters? But all in all, I'd I'd give it an okay go see, and I wasn't offended over the stuff with the little girl. Uh, but I can see why people would be, because the only reason why they did it is, you know, to get some heat on it. Because if that little girl isn't in the movie, mm-hmm. it blows. If you have a fucking 20-year-old girl in that part, you're like, this movie stinks. The only thing that worked at all, I thought, G-Baby, was the gimmick of the little girl. I understand that, but I really, uh, and I understand a lot of people are complaining that Kick-Ass is sort of not an interesting character. But I guess, you know, maybe it's because I'm a... Uh, you know, a 20 something single guy who, you know, read comic books as a kid, and you're like, oh my God, this is a guy that I relate to. He dressed up as a comic book character, and even though he got his ass kicked, you know, that's sort of what would happen. But and haven't we already like, been through that before? Didn't Ben Stiller do this kind of gimmick? And um, one of the Whalen brothers did this? I mean, it's not like this is a new thing. Regular guy pretends he's a superhero. I mean, it's. I feel like it sort of is. I mean, I don't know. You're talking about like mystery men. I don't really remember. I don't remember that. all of it, but we've always had those kind of outcast superheroes, and you know, the whole point of any of these books is that you're supposed to somewhat relate uh, to the kid. Want it? Suddenly, a regular guy is thrown into the superhero world. So it's not exactly new. The little girl was great. Of course, Nick Cage was weird. What makes me fucking, I don't, is people say it's funny. I think it's kind of fun, but mm-hmm. I didn't think it was a laugh riot. I didn't think it was even trying to be funny. No, no, it's I didn't peculiar. laugh. Like I said, I sort of just smile at the action of it. And I understand that you're absolutely right. Hit Girl makes the movie, and she makes the movie really good. I like the kick-ass stuff, but I really like also, without giving it away, I mean, the syndicate stuff. It's sort of set up for maybe a second part, as you can tell, obviously. Right. But they really are trying to make that other character into a into a big deal. So you have to give him this whole backstory. Yeah, I don't think you're going to have work. to worry about it. Because with, with the the opening weekend that they had, and by the time they really do this again, the little girl is going to be oh, fucking, sure. you know, 17. It'll be gone. I don't well, they're going to make it in the comic book. The guy, uh, he's already started, you know, planning to write the... Second comic series, so I guess that's where we have to get it. Write all the comic books you want, dude. No one's. There's no reason to do that to the movie, though. The movie, on its own, very enjoyable. Uh, I saw the at the movie guys. They both panned it. Uh, Roger Ebert wrote a really big thing about being offended by it. I wasn't offended. I've seen it all. Um, hello, Exorcist. How are you? Hi, Exorcist. You came out in seventy what five? So this kind of thing has been done before. But it was fun. It was okay. Now, when I was sitting there during the trailers, the audience I was sitting there with applauding just about every trailer there was. The Losers, The Expendables, Iron Man 2, getting rounds of applause. I don't understand applauding the movie. You're at a movie. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So it's like fucking uh, applauding a tree. There's no one there that's going to get it. So every every trailer gets applause except for one. Prince of Persia. Dead silence yeah. as people are looking at this thing. Huge budget and it's there's zero heat on it. Yeah, but there was zero heat fucking two years ago when they were putting it together. Hasn't there always been bad vibes on this one, G baby? Oh, Prince of Persia, yeah. There's yeah, says is absolutely right on this one. There's no buzz about it. It's one of the first big summer movies, comes out on like the twenty eighth, I think, and yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal and like in you know in Egypt, I don't I don't see it happening. And who knows? A Bruckheimer production. He usually makes you know fun action movies, the Pirates movies, National Treasure, but I don't know. I don't think it's going to be. And I think they ought to say this Prince who looks like Spider Man. Tell it that okay. way. I think that's the problem with it that the term Prince is in the title because it looks like it's supposed to be another Disney Pirates of Cara- of the Caribbean. Pirates, cool, fun name. Prince, it sounds like it's a Disney cartoon for little girls. Well, this is based on a video game, uh, a pretty successful video game, but, you know, everything's based on something now. So, I right. mean, And it's like Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass is based on a comic book uh, that doesn't have a lot of mass appeal. And Prince of Persia, you know, not nobody, regular Joe doesn't know that Prince of Persia is a video game. So that's usually not a good thing. Uh, G-Baby, here's the other question, though. Is, is Batman's opening weekend now going to be eclipsed? By Iron Man 2 with all these people cheering and going crazy. Uh, you know what? Everybody say, said that. Probably just because of the ticket prices have gone up since then. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a possibility. It, it really also depends if they open it uh, Thursday night earlier like they did. Um, it is playing in IMAX, but it's not must-see in IMAX like Batman was. Uh, I don't know. It'll it'll be up there. I, don't th- I actually don't think it'll beat it. It's just... Uh, it doesn't have that Heath Ledger factor. Nobody died, you know? Right. We really need Mickey Rourke to drop dead. Yeah. And then we'll push it over the top. And there's a really good chance that'll happen. Oh, If yeah. you just look at him, it could happen any second. Although I believe Burger King is putting out the Whiplash Whopper as part of a promotional piece for this thing. What, do we, what they ought to do is take off the bun. And it's two burgers with stuff in between. Did you hear that Mickey Rourke to get into emotional scenes for this movie was uh, would have the crew holding up pictures of his dead dogs that pets of his that had previously died and that would get him all like into being uh, emotional for Iron Man two. So what's your point? My point is that seems a bit much, huh? Like that goes beyond the method. That's like why is that beyond the method? That's exactly the method. I thought the method is is really like channeling your inner self, not having pictures of dead animals. Well, maybe he's visually uh, pushed there. Maybe he needs a visual. What about the fact that he's doing it for Iron Man too? I mean, doesn't isn't that doesn't that strike you as odd? Like no, it's a comic book movie. Why? Yeah, but it still you still want the guy to act, to act. You know the the way he would act in. A, a legitimate film? I mean, yes. I thought the point of comic book movies is to be over the top. So you shit. think like Robert Downey Jr. sleeps late, uh, doesn't comb his hair? What do I care? I'm not going to win an Oscar for this. Of course, of course, you would go after every job like you're trying your best, just like you did with uh, beard porn the other day. <laughs> oh, I yeah. put you guys take after take. I gave him my all. Yeah, I know you do. But 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 uh, I mean, you know, beard porn. I feel like is a legitimate but film. I, why I was thinking this... of Mickey Rourke's dead dog during that. Why wouldn't? Why would this even come up? Who cares what it takes for the actor to establish himself? Whatever it takes. Well, because even the uh, the crew of the film thought Fuck it was the crew of the strange. film. What do they care? Just point the cameras when he gets there. That's all you got to do. I don't give a shit if he's got to kill a real dog to get himself into shape for this. That would be illegal. It's just really fucking funny. 
when people complain about stuff that is, isn't even on the screen. If that's what you're just supposed to be paying attention to him on the screen. And I don't give a shit if, if he makes people call him Iron Man's fucking nemesis. You know, even when he's at a bar. What do I care? Gee, baby, I don't know how you put up with him. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, Ron, Ron, last thing. Uh, as much as I love Kick-Ass, it's all topic from Mickey Rourke's Dead Dog, but um, the best movie that was released this weekend in New York and L.A. is a documentary called Exit Through the Gift Shop. Never even heard about it. What's it about? Oh, my God. It's fantastic. It premiered like at Sundance, and it's directed by the graffiti artist Banksy. Uh-huh. Yeah. and it, Oh, is uh, this the, where they actually ended up making the documentary about the director? Yes. Yeah, I read uh, something on this sometimes back. The guy was supposed to be doing a documentary on Banksy. It ends up becoming about the director. He's weirder than fucking Banksy. Yeah, it was, it's, an, um, it's an unbelievable documentary that starts off as, you know, a documentary about graffiti art, becomes about Banksy, becomes about the guy, and then it becomes about just art in general, what is art. And it's just it's a flip-floppy documentary that I was, like, I was completely blown away by. Like, I want to go see it again. It's a documentary, even though I know what happens. It was. Uh, why don't we go? Why don't I meet you before catch a plane? Come out here. We'll go to uh, smoke zone with Dave, and we'll get high in first, and then we'll go. Fuck yes. Gotta go, definitely got to go high in. All right, my friend. All right, have a good boy. Peace. Exit through the gift shop. That's what he's pushing now. Uh, we got some gifts for you a little later on in the show today. That is coming up on search, search, hurry up and search. One o'clock. Make sure you're near your radio. Uh, and your keyboard at the same time. Great prizes were given away. We got a New Orleans Saints hat signed by Jeremy Shockey, the world champion, Super Bowl champ, New Orleans Saints. Boxing gloves signed by Bernard Hopkins. A Broadway uh, playbill signed by the entire cast of Jersey Boys. Eric Burden signed a copy of The Best of War and More on CD. And 39 Years of Short-Term Memory Loss. That's the book from Tom Davis signed by him. Uh, here is uh, Andy. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, hey, Ronnie. Dave is just a little bit off base. That's that's not unheard of as far as actors going in into the method at all. I mean, you Jackman used to. Uh, he would take like ice showers before going into Wolverine scenes. That's because he wanted to get his nipples really ready for the screen. Yeah, and it, 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 Mickey Rourke is a serious actor, and he knows. That the team he's with, you know, Favreau and, and Downey Jr., they, they're taking this relatively seriously. Why wouldn't it's they? Not, it's a $250 a million dollar film. Everything's yeah, banking huge. on it. Uh, why not take it serious? Why not, if you're going to do a commercial, why not take it serious? You want to look at a picture of your dead dog before you do a MasterCard commercial? Go ahead. Well, uh, but couldn't you visualize the dead dog? Uh, uh, it's up to him. Before you, you uh, go on set. Maybe, maybe it's not easy, easy for him to do visuals. Maybe he actually needs to see it. He misses his dog. Well, it's just like Al Pacino was on 60 Minutes. You know, he, he last night, he gets it from within himself. He doesn't put pictures of his, like, dead fish up on the... It's all different kinds of people. Listen on mass. Everybody writes jokes differently. Everybody gets up for things differently. Mickey Rourke looks at dead dogs. Bobby Slayton looks at dead dogs. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know the pit bull looks at dead dogs. That makes him laugh, he says. It gets him uh, laughing and ready to go. <laughs> That's kind of morbid. Someone just stole a laptop. Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, gentlemen. I just want to uh, say thank you for the suggestion and turning me on to Molly's Cupcakes, the oh. greatest dessert treat in the world. Thank you. Uh, the Ron Bennington has his own cupcake was fantastic, and I got to try on the $3,000 sunglasses. 
was uh, Mike in a good mood about it, or did he just like throw him at you and said, "Here, put him on"? No, he was a, a complete gentleman, and uh, all I did was said, "Sir, do you have the sunglasses?" He promptly walked over, grabbed them, uh, cleaned them off, and let me take a picture with them on. It was fantastic. I guarantee you this: he cleaned them off after he took them back from you. <laughs> well, I'm sure he sanitized them. Because he, yeah, I got an email. He goes, "Do me a favor." Uh, Stop bringing up my sunglasses. I don't want grease heads in there. <laughs> so now the fact I got to talk to you, Matt, is and, just uh, amazing. I also got a chance to eat at uh, David Burke's Prime House, and that was also another thanks to the suggestion on uh, David Burke's restaurant. Was... Yeah, David Burke is, uh, always has uh, great places. Oh, it's fantastic. I want to move to Chicago now. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Dave actually turned me on to David Burke. Yeah, I, I And then did. you turned David Burke on. Um. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. So everybody, everything's worked out for everybody. Well, I guess you could say that. I mean, David Burke is a hugely successful restaurateur, and I'm here. And you have a smoke zone. I do, I do, I do. But the one thing is I have to get a new air hockey puck. I lost it on Friday. Well, why don't you put that up on the Internet, see if some lucky listener won't buy it for you. I am. I'm going to. They, they should only be 99 cents. But I was playing by myself, and I got a little too carried away. Why are you playing by yourself, Dave? You don't have. I was too fucked up for my wife to play against. What me. about Catman? Catman can't swing <laughs> by. Him? He was in Hoboken on Friday. Ah, doing it big, huh? <laughs> no joke in Hoboken. Here comes Catman. The Atlanta Journal Constitution says that there may be another sexual assault case involving Ben Roethlisberger. This in the same Georgia town where the last one took place. This was at a party at Ben's house there where he again uh, allegedly exposed himself to a young woman and then ended up putting his hand up her skirt. All while partying at his house. So this is one more that the Georgia Bureau of Investigation thinks may be out there. So what I have, what I've decided to do for Ben Roethlisberger, because I'm sure whatever punishment the NFL is going to have for him will probably get announced this week. So what I've come up with is a game plan for Ben Roethlisberger, what he could do. And what is that, Fez? Uh, what he should do is follow the example of some other NFL quarterbacks. Just follow their lead, and he's going to be fine. Like Brett Favre. Act like you're retiring every season, Ben. We know you won't, but speculation that you're hanging it up will overshadow all your other problems. It might even get people on your side. Ben's won two Super Bowls. He deserves some time off to expose himself. Maybe follow the example of Michael Vick. Ben, have you ever considered taking up professional dog fighting? There's all kinds of there was all kinds of rumors about Michael Vick's sex life before this happened. That is until he started killing dogs. Now no one even brings it up that he might have been on the down low. Tony Romo, follow his example, Ben. Get a celebrity girlfriend who turns out to be a big jinx. The fans will be so pissed seeing her in the stadium they could care less if she's been sexually assaulted. Do a Vince Young. Disappear for a while. Drive off with a gun in the car and have your mom tell people you're suicidal. Sure, it sounds drastic, but it put Kerry Collins back on the bench. Drew Brees? Follow his lead. Get one of those blotchy birthmark things on your cheek. Reporters will be so busy staring at that they'll forget any questions about sexual assault. There's Peyton Manning you could follow. No real advice there, just that I'm sure that he's never taken his dick out ever. Or, finally, Tom Brady. 
he gets beautiful actresses and supermodels, and then they have his babies, and the folks love him for it. Ben, you've got championships like Tom Brady. You could do this, too. And doesn't it sound better than locking a girl in the bathroom of some Georgia gin joint? What? What? You didn't have a pit to put her in? I'm surprised Chloe Starling didn't have to rescue her while you wore your night vision goggles. Ben, there's plenty of examples to follow out there. Ones that don't include you saying, Hey, toots, want to see my penis? If you squint, it looks like Terry Bradshaw. Follow one of these, Ben. It's better than answering more questions for the police than you do for ESPN. And that's my game plan for Ben Roethlisberger. So we'll end up seeing what happens with him this week with the NFL commissioner. Should be exciting, Fez. Steve, Louisiana. Uh, yes, buddy. Dick Holder 383. What Tua. Fez on his... Oh, It was very fezzatorial like Fez. You had some uh, nice plans for him, and off we round. It is the Ron and Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Davy Mac, uh, what's the big Ichiban for you today? The big ich- uh, Ichiban is that Randy Quaid is a fugitive... Um, that happens every few months, him and his crazy wife. Yeah, they skipped out on two more court dates on charges that he and his uh, wife defrauded a innkeeper. They didn't pay the bill. The innkeeper coming after them. And so now um, he's, out there, he's out there running around. Fez Watley has a list of actors that uh, Dennis uh, Randy Quaid can follow. No, I don't have a game plan for Randy Quaid None yet. for Randy Quaid? No. Mm-mm. Although he does have that giant beard now, he basically has gone with a Unabomber look to go into hiding. Well, he wants to make sure he never gets another part. Him and his brother are having a real tough time lately because... On, what's, what's Dennis's problem? Well, on AOL, I saw this poll of who's hotter, Dennis Quaid versus Ben Stiller. Stiller got 70% of the vote. Well, that's because people now know who Ben Stiller is. It's been a while. Quaid was, Dennis Quaid was a fucking, like, um, you know, sex symbol, though, for a long time. Yeah, a long time ago. He's still in... Well, and as Why not for, put up Donna Michi's picture? <laughs> as for Randy, um, I was thinking uh, how much money it would take you to turn in Randy Quaid. Uh, you know, we brought up the movies, and I asked to see how our movie Nostradamus is dead, Fez. Uh, what did you guys all hit for uh, pick for uh, Kickass? Uh, I picked it to be number one with thirty six million dollars. Well, you were off by about half. Right, and I think the only other person that picked was G Baby with uh, second place, and I think just around twenty five million dollars. So G Baby was much closer, and even that underperformed to that. Uh, we didn't do any other predictions. I don't think anyone else picked. No, we were no we other were... movies. We were uh, preparing for the uh, beard porn, I believe, me and Pepper. Well, you can't beat that. So that's why, yeah, we didn't do any predictions. But well, I like when Pepper still thought he was going to be in it. Right. But I think it will make around $19 million. Guess what? Jack, uh, kick ass. Guess what? Davey Mac is... Uh, radio Psychic. The Radio Psychic. Radio Psychic. Because that was dead on. Oh, radio yes! Psychic. Uh, we'll take a break here. Uh, when we get back, more chances to tell you how you can win big prizes on the Run of Fest show. Sirius 197, XM 202. Ron and Fez. I think the camp's sleeping. Well, I guess you just have to go wake him up now, won't you?
Back with the Ron and Fez show on a Monday. Later on today, we are playing Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search. Your chance to win if you're following on 202 Friends. Great prizes. An autographed boxing glove by boxing great Bernard Hopkins. Jeremy Shockey has signed a New Orleans Saints cap that you can win. Ray Davies' book, X-Ray, the unauthorized biography. Eric Burden, a CD, Best of War, signed by Eric Burden. Tom Davis, his new book, 39 Years of Short-Term Memory Loss, signed by Tom Davis. All great prizes to win today on Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search. All collectibles. Now, Dave, out of all of those, which one would you want? Holy shit. You know what? I think I would go with Shockey. The Shockey um, cap is the big deal, right? Because he just won. He just won. And the Saints, what is, and I'm, I'm really heavily into Treme. So now I'm all about New Orleans. I'm such a New Orleans bandwagoner. I wanted to watch it last night, and everybody was like, oh, really? So I might have to watch this on my own. Oh, you're going to love the music, Mr. B. There's so many. And Elvis Costello was in the first step as himself. Why are you ruining it for me? Sorry. Why can't I have a nice fucking surprise on demand? <laughs> Why can't I have some on-demand thrills? All right, I apologize. Why not just tell me what happens at the end of Lost? <laughs> Did you see the first episode, though, of Treme or no? Oh, yeah. Like when the plane crashes? That's a different show. That is law. I don't know if I like... Here's my problem with Treme. I don't like the name. Yeah, but then that's that's small potatoes. I mean... It sounds like a hair conditioner. At first, I was like, curb your enthusiasm. What is that? That's a sentence. What am I... What is it? What am I listening to? They they, they might be giants? Hey, HCJ, you're not liking it? <laughs> I have no idea what it's about. But I, do it... Say it the same way you just said it. Treme. No, the way it's, you just did it. Your men... It's, you see what she gay. did? Yeah, yes, she did a gay thing. Treme. You know, but why is gay the worst thing that a man could be? I'm going to go home and watch Treme. All right, now you're, now you're owning it for me. I can't watch this now. Why can't they call it Treem? Well, that's not that how you That sounds too much like cream. It's New Orleans, yeah. What, what's the name mean? Is it, I thought it was short for extreme. What's it mean? No, it's not. Treme? Yeah. Short for extreme? No. Yeah, like you take off the EX? No, it's a French thing. It's, a, it's a, where, where you put the T. That's only if you dream. move out. EX, Treme. Mm. No, this is a it's a Cajun word. 
What's it mean? Cajun words. <laughs> I don't know what it means. Honestly, I don't. I haven't figured it out yet. The only uh, Cajun word I know is hudat. Hudat is the only word I know. It just sounds unnatural. It sounds silly when everyone says it. You says gay, and that means gay is unnatural? <laughs> gay is natural. Uh, Greg. Good comeback, Fez. Fez got you on that one. Greg in New Hampshire. Hey, what's going on, boys? Hey, Dave, uh, if I have to watch John Goodman get into a diatribe against the man in the system every week, this show isn't going to go very far because uh, he kind of took me out of it, to be honest. But, Dave, your thoughts on that? But can no. I ask you something? Does he take yeah. a lot of shit off his wife in this one, or is he done with that on TV? Because the first one, he was just whipped. Yeah, he takes no shit. He's basically like a he's a New Orleans blowhard. But why didn't he do that to uh, Roseanne? Why didn't he stand up to her once or twice? Dutch, Brooklyn, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, Treme is the name of a, of a historically black neighborhood right next to the Central Business District in New Orleans. All right, so that's why it's called that. It has nothing right. to do with extreme. There's nothing like that. And... It, it just—it sounds like one of those words where people like you know pronounce it wrong just to make it sound fancier. But you know, I guess you in know, the New Orleans world, you know what sounds gay to me? What Livingston? Well, that you know, comes off sounding a little gay. Yeah, it does sound gay. Livingston. <laughs> yeah, right. Like Livingston. Livingston. But that wouldn't matter if a fancy word sounded gay. I don't even know how words can sound gay. They're just words. Oh, well, you know, no, they don't sound homosexual. They just sound... Uh, gay. <laughs> fruity. <laughs> fruity. Sound more gay than homosexual. They're a little faggoty. It, it, it's just, it's not about being, it, it's not, it's not homosexual. It just sounds um, um, fancy and, and like airs put on. We just don't really have a, a, a simple word to describe that that works as well as, as gay does. You know what else? Uh, now, here's a really tough-sounding neighborhood, Twin Oaks. Twin Oaks. Maybe we shouldn't use the word gay to describe homosexuals Oaks. because it fits better to describe all the other stuff that we use. No, I think that's a cop-out. I think we mean gay when we say that. You know what I mean? Do I think, really? yeah. I think it's always a cop-out when people act like that has nothing to do with effeminate male behavior. Well, yes, effeminate male behavior, but effeminate male behavior does not have to mean you prefer men to women or women, you know. Other than Paul Schaefer, name another effeminate male. There are a lot of effeminate men in the world. Um, I I happen to not like the effeminate quality. Metrosexuals to me. Yeah. So metrosexuals to you are gay, but a gay person may not be gay right, in your exactly. world. Does that make sense to you, Fez? No, it sounds like it's all coming down on gay people. But it's not meant that way. It's not meant to, have, it's not meant to say that there's anything wrong with a man being with a man or a woman being with a woman. It's meant to uh, criticize certain behavioral qualities. That, Which yes, are the gay qualities. Well, but can't you dislike some of those qualities without having anything against someone choosing sexuality? Someone's choice of their sexuality? Oh, yeah, I can't stand any of it. But like, it has nothing to do like with their if, sexuality. If a lot of gay men do something that you don't like, are you not allowed to dislike that characteristic just because it belongs to, you know, just because it's, it's adopted by people who do something? Fez, you agree with that? But that's something that if you're... If you're w- Offended or um, annoyed by gay behavior by a gay person, but then it's I not guess really that gay is gay. Behavior. But it's to just... say Tremmy is 
too gay sounding. That's just putting a negative thing on anything gay. But she's saying gay. She doesn't seem see as being gay. She's I, not I saying that word, when I'm you not... say gay, you don't mean homosexual. Exactly. So she's saying even the word gay mm -hmm. is not what you would consider gay. Right. Is that right? I'm, I'm not using the word to describe sexual behavior. I'm using the word to describe other things. Yeah. So you were saying you shouldn't use that word to but, describe those is, other things. Isn't and I that, said, why not just not use that word? Isn't right. that a cop-out when, when marketers will say that? Uh, let's say I used to know a lot of uh, when I worked in terrestrial radio. And they would say, well, we're not after an urban market on this product push, right? Right. And they did not mean urban like cities. They meant black people. So urban became this easy way for yeah. advertisers to say yeah. – I don't want your station to be too black. It can be a cop-out. It can be used by people who are trying to say something else. But right. it also can be used legitimately. Name a case, you though, in terms of marketing. You could be referring to urban things. And, and like, with the example of um, do I have to like a quality just because it's shared by uh, people in a certain group? You know, if I say I don't like people who wear pants down to the, you know, their, their, the waist of their pants down at their knees... I'm not making a. I'm not making any statement against that, black people. But that, that's black because people, their belts were taken in prison, and that's the way they learned to dress. But black people do. You know that is something that is in a part of the black. You know, certain right, black community. Here's the Ethan and PA. Hey guys, uh, the word you're looking for to describe the putting on of errors when you pronounce a word. It's called highfalutin or hoity-toity. Well, I don't think you necessarily mean yeah. like rich. I think you're really saying. Men with effeminate qualities. But, you know, here's the thing. Now that I know that it's Cajun, um, I get the the phrase You more. don't find it Cajun a little sense. gay? No. No, when, when, when New Cajun... New Orleans is a pretty gay city. What about yeah, James like, Carville, the raging no Cajun? And he's okay. not gay. He's not gay. He's no, bald he's not. and kind of fucking buzzardy. Yeah. Maybe you mean buzzardy. And I, I, mean, I would know. accept buzzardy. buzzardy. Um, what does buzzardy mean? Just looking like a buzzard. One who looks like a buzzard. Treme does not look like a buzzard. Uh, Todd in Connecticut. Yeah, the word you're looking for is faggoty. Faggoty is probably easier to deal That's with than fez. No, I don't think so. I think it's even it's you're using a slur as part of the word there. All right. Okay. Let's suppose this. Let's suppose the guy's handbag or satchel or whatever. Right. You can say, that looks gay. Is that an insult? Um, I don't think so, because I don't think it's insulting it. Right. The way HTG was talking about the way people said but what Treme about, is what about in a negative thing? light. Okay. What, if Fez, what if Dave had a satchel like this? I said, that looks gay, and he quick throws it off. I mean, that's what you mean. I would, too. You know I, what I mean? I have a proposal. Okay. What if we invented a new word that no, described... But but suppose we used a, not faggot, not gay, a completely new word. But wow, where did that even come from? I know. Why did that even the, the free, faggot part? The free flow. The where, did that even, where did that even come from? The guy on the phone. Go ahead. Okay, so we invite we we have a new word, and it means non-masculine. You know, a man doing non-masculine things. Gag it. Is it still offensive to? Is it still going to offend you? Are you eventually, going to say that's the same as saying gay or eventually faggot? they will. So that's not fair. Why can't we have a word that describes a man doing things that are traditionally not masculine things? Because we've already got plenty, and they're already offensive. So, but how so about like like even fruity is statement. offensive? Mm -hmm. Right. You Swishy, offensive. <laughs> sissy, offensive. Wait, why sissy? Because We're sissified. 
Yeah, it puts it in a stereotype of a person who's so is really bad at physical things. Yes, that's what I'm trying to describe. Someone who's bad at physical things. How does that offend gay men? It implies that gay men are sissies. No, it doesn't. Imp- unless you call gay men sissies. If I call the guys in the other room sissies, it Dave, has nothing to do with gay we men. We call Dave a sissy when he acts gay. Hello. <laughs> See, all right, see, even mm-hmm. that. Is that offensive what Dave just did? <laughs> yes, Hello. it is. And everybody has that impression. It's fun to do. It was really fun to listen yeah. to. Really, was it? I'm going to get my dick waxed today. Um, here's uh, Dan, Dan in Toronto. Yeah, I think the word you're looking for is swishy. Swishy, is that still offensive, Fez? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's basically a byproduct of sissy. Swishy is is describing a movement. It's swishy. Right, that all gay men supposedly have. So, but it's not negative. It's just swishy. Right, but then you would tell, wouldn't you be? Would you be nervous if your son started acting swishy? Okay, that would be code word for I'm afraid he's going to be gay. Has anyone been complimented on their great swishy walk? Women. (laughs) Truman Capote. Oh, not compliment. Okay. Calling not compliment. the walk swishy isn't the offensive part. The offensive part is being bothered by the fact that your son has a swishy walk. You should be proud of your son's. No, you'll be able swish. to sleep. Uh, Eric in New Jersey. Uh, would the word be uh, homo queersicle? Absolutely not. Somebody used that on our show one time. We kept saying it over and over. One of the uh, who was it? I can't remember now. The Boondock Boond- Saints. Yeah, oh yeah, Saints. Powder. Yeah, and Powder. Boy. Yeah, was actually in a homo queer sickle fucking movie. He don't bring that up. <laughs> I think something happened to Powder when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's anger there. There's obvious anger there. Yeah, where I, he couldn't wait to get that term out there. But what about this? Homosexual is fine, right? Homosexual is a fine word, yeah. Uh, so, homo, how it, like, so if I say Treme is so homosexual, we're okay? It depends on how you're saying it. It's like a I derogatory ha- comment. I hate that word, Treme. It's so homosexual. So, I have so to, that's <laughs> hating homosexual things. So I have to only love anything that is a homosexual. Wait, can we can we agree that there are certain hom- qualities that we could call homosexual qualities? I, w- I don't know if I would agree with that, but I think that's what you're saying. Dick sucking. <laughs> well, no, because women do it. Mm-hmm. But are there qualities that well, you would say are <laughs> gay qualities? What if this? What if you were in a Creativity. gay relationship and <laughs> the guy wouldn't give like you a blowjob? And you're like, what? I thought this was the whole point. That's why I signed up, bub. <laughs> what is this about? He's just like, no, I don't like it. But why um, can't you just hate the word treme because of how it sounds? You don't like the way it sounds in your right. head, sounds, the pronunciation. But, why tie it in? To an entire group of people. But I'm, tr- I'm not. Would- what I'm only trying to do is try to convey the reason I don't like it. You might think I don't like it because it's one syllable. Well, it's not. It's a one-syllable spelling that's two syllables. But you might think I don't like it because I don't like the letter T. That doesn't even make sense. Well, it looks like a one-syllable word. There's, there's no such thing as a one-syllable <laughs> spelling. Um, it's now. Diver could look like a one-syllable <laughs> spelling. Who knows? Uh, let's go over here to um, Rich in Ohio. Yeah, Ronnie, uh, I have three syllables that I would like to see make a comeback. Uh, butt pirate. Butt pirate. Fez, is that offensive? That is going to be offensive. But don't that they? Get... But don't they butt pirate? They uh, anal sex is involved, but it's not like a pirate where someone has right. come in and pillaged someone's ass. So anal is fine. 
Anal sounds fine. Yeah, it's anal's talking about what anal about sex. An, what about an well, so there are a bunch of anals. Would that be a problem? We're so anal. Yeah. Also, I heard that. What about but, anal astronauts? And it's like they're on the moon. I was going to say, I heard that butt pirates really like booty. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Save that for your big show. Okay. On Long Island. You got to look into it. Put together a troop. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You don't have to call it what he said. You know what I mean? No, yeah. Just treat it as a gig. Okay. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> you uh, Jamie. Me. Jamie's crying in New Mexico. Jamie, once, twice. Hello. Yeah. Hey, how about uh, cockaholic? Any problem there? Yes, big problem with cockaholic. That is offensive. That all gay people do is uh, involve themselves in oral sex. They don't think of anything else. They're, they're, they're addicted. They're Sounds they're like a compliment, no? Sounds like people who can't control themselves. Uh, Jim, you're on my face. What about twinkle toes? Twinkle toes. No, that uh, it's offensive. It uh, it refers to basically that all this, gay people are ballet dancers. <laughs> the way you did that, the way you means? said it, and put your hands up. Um, Fred Flintstone was a twinkle toe. Well, remember when everybody used to laugh about Reagan's son because he danced ballet, and mm -hmm. they would tease that you know, and you're like, oh, wait, so now we're not allowed to tease little boys who are ballet dancers anymore? Man, you're not allowed to tease them oh, because. Come on. What if they're wearing tights and a leotard? Then it's okay. Do they have a dance belt? What's a dance belt? It's a thing that protect your cock and balls. It's almost like an outside jock, I believe. Am I right about that, Fez? Yes. Yeah, in case you stretch too much. I only really know it from uh, waiting for Guffman. I just came to New York with a tube of chapstick and a dance belt. Now, is that when a straight guy does that voice, like Chris Guest? Mm -hmm. Offensive? Yes, it is. Absolutely. Even what? when it's the very funny Chris Guest? Yeah. Guest. It's, yeah. It's... Now, when a gay guy does that voice, it's not offensive. No, not at all. That's a gay guy's voice. Wait a minute. But don't some gay guys yeah. turn it up for TV? Like, get not a little gayer? Not just for TV. I've had friends who I knew before and Mike? after they came out. No, not Mike. Oh. Before and after they came out, and let me tell you, that voice appeared out of nowhere. Where Maybe they get a little more comfortable. Well, a lot of times, you know, gay guys will start to do that when they're at a gay club that they would yes. not do before. Absolutely. Right. It's like some black people, you know, change the way they talk around other blacks. And then they also steal and smoke crack, don't they? <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far. Oh. But I ain't disagreeing. Oh, uh, Ralph, you're on the fist. Ralph, let's try again. Uh, smuggler? Offensive. Why? Because it's, it's everything. Pirate, smuggler. It's all bad images. It's like gays are criminals. I would about the president of the ball sack. <laughs> That's also I feel like offensive. you're stepping on my laugh. I think, I think there was still more laugh to go. You just stepped on it. But president isn't offensive. No, but you're making a president of a ball sack. All right, chairman of Cocktown. No, that's offensive. Dr. Dick Breath? <laughs> None of these. Offensive, Ron. How about right. just president of the ball? Bulls. Sounds nice. Bulls. Uh, Ken, you're in Fez. There was a word a long time ago that they used to use called he was effete. E-F-F-E-T-E. -E, in order not to, that's make, not to make a feel effete. Um, like, like suck uh, my... Like, that yeah, Ray Ralston was like that. John Hurt. Um, 
Yeah, but I think, aren't those still code words? See, that's what happens when you get a new phrase. And I'll Mm -hmm. go back to the urban thing. Exactly. It just becomes a code word. Right. So that's why I'm saying, you're saying you're not allowed to have those thoughts and feelings. You're not allowed to have thought, even if you don't personally associate them with that group. Is the problem with grouping people? I think that's what it is. It's like saying that every one of those words applies to an entire group of people. But then what about doing that? What about what about the gay pride parade? Isn't that all saying? Look, we're all here. We're queer. Get used to it. It's fun. So they've already grouped themselves. Yeah, and when look, and that's not a bad thing. When and when I say you know that something is some behavior is gay or, or or faggy. I by no means believe that you say that so easily. Yes, because it just I, rolls off the tongue. It's like she amazing. Says it. the, it's like the she says it a lot. Yeah. I do not believe. Feels I think good. it's it should, you know, that's terrible of you to think that every person who is terrible, a homosexual, has those traits. That's that's very prejudiced and stereotyped. But now, see, the, the ones who don't will never find. Yes, they're yeah. out there. There's there's lots of them. Uh, things that I look for in gay men are they given communion, and I'm like. No, I don't want to kneel down. And I'll, I would even say this when I was a kid. When they go, body of Christ, I go, that better be a wafer. Because if it's a cock, I'm coming up swinging. Was it a wafer? No, I don't know. I really never went up there. Oh, okay. I was like, it's too far. <laughs> I just said to my sister, go get me one. <laughs> you can't do that. It's not a sandwich from the kitchen. How would the Lutherans I, know? I can't think of a single quality that I could apply to every gay person I know. I can't think of creativity. A trait. Not all of them, no. Kindness. Not all mm-hmm. of them, no. Yeah, no. Both of those. Not every single one. You you don't think I could find someone who wasn't creative? Green thumbed. No, absolutely not. They wear a lot of plant, a lot of house plants. Bright colors. Some are sensitive. caring. Some are not. Mm-hmm. Sensitive. There are sensitive. Though. Yeah. Not all of them. Name one who isn't. Name an insensitive gay man. And I really can only think of Doctor Lecter. Who, was he supposed to be gay? I think, yeah. Because he's eating other men. That's gay to me. he was gay. He was gay. I just, whenever I think of gay people, too, it's like Rupert Everett. You know, they all look the same, too. I don't know if that's racist. You're thinking of retarded people. They look the same. Yeah. Wouldn't he be bisexual, then? You know what I would hate? If my kid was gay and black. I'd be like, I can't fucking deal with everything. Oh, no. Forget it. Not every gay man is like Lamar from I know what I would, Nerds. I know that funny nickname for him would be FN. What's FN? Mm, I'm not going to go <laughs> fucking through it. Uh, is our guest here? Our surprise guest for the contest? Can we please bring her in or, or are we save him for the contest? Yeah, I think, well, I thought we were going to save her for I the... don't want to save her. It's too good. Okay. It's just, too good whatever to you thought you'd like to do. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to do what I like to do. <laughs> Since this isn't special delivery. Uh, she's well, well, here's what we're doing. We're doing former staff. Former staff members today. We'll be playing Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search. And we'll be playing that live. Your chance to win great prizes if you're following at 202friends on Twitter.com. Great prizes. Jeremy Shockey, a signed Saints hat from the Super Bowl champ. Boxing gloves signed by Bernard Hopkins. Just won a big fight. Ray Davies' book, X-Ray, the unauthorized biography. That's signed by him. Eric Burden has a signed CD we're giving away. The best of war and more. Tom Davis, 39 years of short-term memory loss. That's his autographed book. All the prizes we're giving away today on Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search. And I feel like Tom Davis is my buddy now. 
Oh, I God, really, you guys I really, hit it off. I, yeah. really, I really like Tom Davis. Uh, well, well, that's not we were going to save it, but it, it's too good. Plus, I want her to weigh into this because she has a background in the restaurant business. It's our own Lily. Lily. <laughs> Hello. Back, Lily. Thank you. By the way, Lily, do you use a uh, last name on Rochester Radio, or you just go by Lily? Um, I usually go by Lily, but I do use my last name occasionally. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's very exciting. Now, what has changed very big here is you wear your sunglasses inside <laughs> now. No. Well, um, I have very sensitive eyes. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember I used to get the migraines all the time? I thought you got the migraines, but I thought that was from Earl. Well, you've he, been in he, Rochester how long? To it. Uh, about a year and a half. About year a year and a half. half. Yeah. And I understand you've had an affair with Weeze <laughs> and Jamie LaSalle. Is that true? Yeah, we keep it in the family. Yeah, it we, is. We like to keep it tight. You know? You're loving Rochester? Um, I'm I'm liking Rochester a lot. Loving yeah. it, huh? I, yeah, I'm liking it. Do you ever go on the air there and say you didn't like it so much at first? Sure. <coughs> you I have to, the yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it was a big, it's a big uh, change. You yeah. Know, the weather. The sun doesn't really like to come out for half the year. What, so was, was everybody very understanding of that? Like, we know. Not really. No. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> we just never said, I know what you're going through. Well, yeah, I mean, sure, he was. I'm sure the listeners were like, you know, who are you? You know, but I, hopefully I've won them over. Because oh. it, it takes it takes like one winter to get over it. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, all right, I'm good. Franklin to- tells me you're a goddess there. An absolute goddess. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm doing good. Uh, and you were hanging out with Snoop the other day? Yeah, he was uh, he was in town. He had a show, so mm-hmm. we got to go backstage and hang out with him for a little bit. Now, Opie came up and did the show with you not too long ago, right? Yeah, he came up a couple of weeks ago because uh, Jim Norton was in town. Oh. And uh, so he came, he came up with him, and uh, I guess they spent the weekend. Nice romantic getaway. Uh, no, yeah, it's a, it's a <laughs> chance for yeah. the two of them, yeah. Seems like one of them's cutting a little too close for me. Uh, a little closer to home. Thought everything's all worked out. Um, so from, here's what Dave told me. Dave said that he listened that day Mm -hmm. and afterwards you had to help Jamie get his sea legs back because I guess he was a little intimidated and Dave did an impression for you, for me. And I want you to see if it went that way. Okay. Okay. So what exactly happened? Just tell, tell it exactly the same way. He said, uh. Oh, man, uh, when Opie and Anthony come in here, I get so nervous, and I, I just freeze up, and I don't want to talk at all, and I just I didn't have anything to say. I wasn't funny or anything. And then what did she say? Because it's the impression of her. She said, um... You're such a dick. Seriously. No, I can't Here's remember. what he said. Yeah. He said you did this. You did just fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, And that yeah. made no, me she's... fucking laugh so hard. <laughs> you and did now he can't even remember it. And... He took Jamie and took it on for 14 minutes, which was one phrase. But this is what made me laugh. You did just fine. You did great. You did fine. Because you're mama. Yeah. I'm, you got to yeah, be a mom in I am a little bit of the mom. I didn't know that Jamie got, got intimidated. He I gets a little stand- intimidated. I didn't know that. And I think if I didn't come from working here with you guys and right. also working very closely with, with the Opie and Anthony show, I guess I probably would have been intimidated too. But for really? me, it was like, I saw them every day for two years. So. But why do you get intimidated by anybody when you're in this business? You're, you know. Yeah, I guess... Some people still. Uh, comedians are still very sensitive. That's why they use the humor, I think. Well, do well, w- I know a lot of comics come up and do the show there. 
Yeah. Have you ever been intimidated by any incoming comedians? No. <laughs> Not even Bobby Slayton? No. <laughs> no. I won him over. By the way, he. I'm really on to him. He definitely loves me now. Oh, really? I won him over. Because sure. you were... Would you say that Jamie is sensitive like a guy? Is he gay-sensitive almost? Gay-sensitive? But, I mean, a, a guy being intimidated by another mm-hmm. guy... Is that wrong to say that comes off sounding gay? Yeah, that's... Then I stand corrected. That's offensive. Then this You're is great. Back on my side? No, oh. no. I'm, I feel like this is a clinic for me sometimes, oh, and I, I need sensitivity uh, training. <laughs> I would only be, like, intimidated by Roger Clemens, I think. Maybe for a second, and then you'd be, like, and you I know, mean, yeah, regular guy. I mean, at the plate. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah sure. I'm not going to walk into a studio and be like, hey. I'm jumping out of the box. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you about that. They're waving. How are you, ladies? I hate the fact that the curtains are on the outside of the window here. Yeah. Not the smartest uh, engineer design. <laughs> oh, if you had to get into smartness, none of this stuff would work. Uh, here's Dan, when, and Phoenix wants to give us another look at this. Dan, go ahead, buddy. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Yeah. Hey, um... I'm a gay guy, but I always get characterized as straight because I don't act swishy and I don't act. You sound very straight. So what's uh, why should I be upset when people use those terms? All right, so here's a gay guy, Fez, that doesn't agree with you. Well, it's it's up to each gay person, I think. You know, well then we can't have a rule of thumb for how society could act. But until we get a rule of uh, thumb for society. Then it's going to be up for each straight person. No, this is my point. This is Dan. But also, when gay gets used in a derogatory term like that, it lumps everybody in, no matter what the behavior is right, or like, the personality. Like when you call someone cheap. Uh, I think it lumps in the, the, the characteristic. It What's lumps that, in the characteristic of being Isn't that true, though? Yeah, so who cares? Mm. So what do you yeah. say? So, but Fez is saying that because it's true, that's why it's offensive. Right. But if it's true, it's true. Just no, accept. it's not true. You heard it. You heard it with Dan. But you said those qualities are qualities that are found more commonly in 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 the gay community. Uh, I got it too. Growing up as a white kid, we used to be called moon explorers, <laughs> and um, I admit it used to get to me a little bit. Sometimes the other kids would chant "taxpayer" at us too, and I'd run home. Look at the poor Italians now. What about They've got more stereotypes than anybody else. Well, they started it. And but there's that's really just a subset of the Italian population that walks around say, talking like Chris. I don't think so. Really? Mm-mm. Anyone who comes from Italy and lives here, they're, they're nothing like that. Oh no, we're not talking about them. We're right. talking about Italian Americans. Right. Right, and even people who are not Italian want to look like. The Italian American Guidos. Well, you know, you're from Jersey. What did you yeah. call Italians when you were growing up? Guidos. 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 Yeah. What did you call Italians? Was uh, that a derogative term? Um, I don't. I was Italians. That is what I always heard. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Just emphasize Dave, what, the did, I. what did you call them? Grease balls. Yeah. Say, <laughs> yeah. I don't. We in Philly, everybody got along together. We used to call them spaghetti ends, and um, they seem to be fine with it. Everyone Where I lived, they called them. They called themselves Guidos. No. Yeah, it was a proud yeah. moniker. Yeah. I actually had a buddy whose actual name was Guido. Guido the Guido, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you drive an IROC and wear you, a guinea tee? You're doing a, a lot of dating up there in Rochester? You're going through the town pretty quickly? No, actually not. Really. We don't need the names. <laughs> How many dates have you been on up there? Dates? How many different guys um, have been to Club Lily? 
What, what, what do you mean? In what way? In the, We're talking le- about dates. On the list. Who, how many new names are on the list? Two. That's all? Mm-hmm. That's really good for you in a year and a half. Yeah. What What are you saying, Dave? I'm saying sure. I'm making the sure sign. The third? That, oh, I thought you were oh, saying that, That's three or, or okay. <laughs> it doesn't mean sure. Well, if, I, if, if you do a face with it, like... So what, you, what, what would your guess be? I would be? say eight. Eight. Oh, God, no. No, I'd only because I she's say... an attractive so girl. Is the most latest uh, a serious situation for you? You're in a serious love? No, I'm not in a relationship at all. Mm. So, no. I'm single. I'm really There's single. rumors about you and Franklin. <laughs> no, I'm not. Definitely mm. not. Definitely Started not. by Franklin. Then I started the wrong rumor. <laughs> now, no. wouldn't you say Franklin comes off a little gay and he swears he's not? I would think Franklin is gay. Oh, yes. Because of what? Just because of some of the things that he, the way he acts with women. But this is what exactly what HDG was saying. You're saying there are stereotypes that you could look over and say that person's acting gay. But I'm not saying it in a negative way. I wasn't either, but why can't we have, well, first of all, why can't we have a name that groups certain behavior and then it's up to me whether I like that behavior or dislike it, and I can find it negative or positive, as long as I don't then hate the group. It's just the behavior that I'm being critical and negative So you about. hate the game, but not the players? Yeah. <laughs> now, I have a question. The way Lily said no about Franklin, is that offensive? Yeah, the way how quickly she said no. <laughs> like, oh my God, no. <laughs> You know, I mean, we're just friends. I, I know, but... Um, Would that hurt your feelings? Yeah. She said well, because, too? you know what? A lot of people, um, a lot of girlfriends have a problem with me. Like, Pitsy's girlfriend always had a problem with... with Toothpick Vic? Yeah, with me and... So I'm well, really... you did have... Pitsy told us that you guys had sex. <laughs> what? Then yeah. Pitsy's absolutely uh, yeah. lying. No, yeah. We, we definitely In the bathroom of PJ, PJ Carney's. Oh, God. <laughs> no, it's the most disgusting <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Just even that phrase. If you saw the bathroom, yeah, you would be correct. And you know what? They should be sued for using the PJ name right away. Absolutely. Yeah, you and, you're close with guys. Yeah. I've, I've always been more comfortable around masculine energy, just like some guys are very more comfortable with feminine energy. And that's fine. I always li- I was a tomboy growing up. I liked hanging out with the boys. Uh-huh. Where my brothers and my cousins would hang out. They always had more fun. They got to do better things. Any cousins no get appropriate? No, absolutely not. We're close, but we're not like that. Oh. Yeah. So I always liked being around guys more because they had more fun. Has Franklin tried anything? No. Then he's gay. <laughs> I think. No, he. Did he stay at your place? Yeah. And didn't try anything. No. How about cuddling? No. Oh, I mean, we were we uh, like hung out on the couch. Oh God, that's but... disgusting. <laughs> I mean, I don't this know would kill your dad. Cuddling. That would kill your dad. Oh. No, it wouldn't kill my dad. Franklin's a good friend of mine. I see. You know. But it would if if did you do the thing where you tried to act like the towel accidentally dropped? <laughs> <laughs> well, excuse me. How did this happen? <laughs> Franklin's very perfumed too. Well, he is, and isn't that somewhat gay? Yeah. It is. Lily, what things do you consider acting gay? What would you consider a gay stereotype that Franklin does? That Franklin does? Uh, yeah. What do I consider gay? I consider gay uh, having sex with a man. Right. That's gay behavior to Thank me. you, PC. What else? Um, what, what, that works. <laughs> what brings up your gaydar, as they say? Um, like tailored pants. Like there's a, Gay guys wear a certain type of pant mm-hmm. that, you know, I was like, yeah. Okay. All right. Now, when you're talking heavily tailored, are you thinking my caca? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, do yeah. you th- what, did did your gaydar go off yes. the mic? Yes. Uh, immediately. Sure. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Does that happen a lot with him? Oh, yeah. And yet he's with a lot of models. He dated a, a woman last night. He told him, six one. He's like, I love him tall. Very non-threatening. That's strange. Yeah, he's not that, it's very sexy, though. A guy who can um, like date a taller woman and stand proud with it. Yeah, why, it's, why it's would really you? really sexy. Though? Why would you? Yeah, I know. But, it, you I know, mean, it is, it's, very, it's very attractive for a guy, for so a guy like, to be confident enough to, to date a, a taller woman. Vern Troyer, he's sexy. Vern <laughs> Troyer is exactly okay with it. You don't see him trying to date midgets. Yeah. Although I think he may have a drinking problem, so I don't know how much he oh, likes Oh, sure. If you watch The Surreal Life. And then a pissing problem. All right, what else do you consider gay qualities? Uh, um, Why is a lisp a gay quality? Isn't that weird when you even think about, like, because we're like, what's, but women don't even have that thing. You know what I'm saying? So that mm-hmm. might not even be effeminate. Yeah. Uh, because it's not the way a man speaks. You well, it's almost it. like they're using cum as chewing tobacco. Like, Dave, oh, he's got a little something in between the cheek and gum. Dave's got a little bit of a lisp, though. He does. Oh, get a fuck but I thought he was gay when I first met him. I no, you did there not. Were, the people who listen to the Ron and Fez show, and they go, so you work for Ron and Fez. Can I ask you a question? And I go, yeah. Uh, is Dave gay? Yeah, I get that. A lot, so too. not the person I thought that they would ask. Constantly. I will, yeah. I will, I will hunt them down and beat them like the fucking little animals that they are. Why? You, no, you, who was too many of Was it Lasalle? Yeah. Who was it? Was it the big guy? <laughs> it was, was it Weez? You tell Weez I'm coming after him if he Weez fucking says Weez and Jamie uh, do an hour on that every day. And then they play tapes, you know, and they start laughing, and they make fart noises. It first totally of all, first... just slipped by that Lily said, not the person I thought they would ask about. Right. <laughs> no, I heard it. That not offensive but... to anyone else. Well, no. this is really Why funny. When When I did the Ron and Ron show, and Fez was on it with us, I used to constantly get, uh, hey, is that guy, uh, is that guy gay? Mm-hmm. You know, all the time. Mm-hmm. And then when we spun off and we did the Ron and Fez show, I would start and get, hey, are you guys gay? And I went, what the fuck? By proximity. What what does that mean? By the way, I'm desperately trying to pull Lily onto my side of this uh, argument because I've been alone. Well, you're alone because you're you're a sexist. You throw out the slurs left and right like you're (laughs) dealing cards. I just, I don't, I'm not gay, so I don't feel like I deserve to have an opinion on it, really. You know, I just, I have a lot of gay friends. I have a lot of gay family members. Uh I spend a lot of time with them. And I, I most of your family's like, gay. No, but are there, <laughs> most of my family. Well, your dad's highly tailored. <laughs> but aren't there certain qualities that you you know you'll say to someone just did something you'll say oh that was really faggy or that was really gay or do you have like Gen. any word that you use? Yeah, in I that would I, probably the fag word. But you don't I even like to say it. But right. yeah, I don't really. Like I'm the same as you. I, I say the F word. Thank you, Ron. <laughs> For Fez. We have too many letter words already. We're I'm just, just going to be walking around. Well, there's the I'll be happy that way. I'll be happy that way. What else is there? The C word, the, the F word, A word for Albanians. Couldn't we at least call it the fag word so that it doesn't <laughs> yeah. get confused with fuck? How does it work if you say the word? Well, you now we have the R word too now. You, how does your brother refer to himself, Dave? I think queer is totally cool with him, but he refers to himself as gay. I'm gay. I'm gay. Now, how does he, he calls his, his thing Queer Town. Queer Town is Now, name one time blog. queer was bad and then they brought it back to be good. Right, yeah. It's, now it's everywhere. Now it's embraced by gay people. So, I mean, I, like, I used to say Pitsy, you know, with his earring and his eyebrows, I used to say, you know, you, you look very faggoty, like, in your right. face area. I didn't right. realize I was being offensive. Why is that good? I, I've heard gay people say to another, a gay man say to another gay man, stop being such a fag. They're yeah. allowed to. But Why? You, I think they say it this way, though. Faga. 
Like, hey, what's up, fagga? No, no, no. And no, then no. you can get away with it. No, yeah. like, oh, you're being such a fag or stop being fagga. such a queen. Or... No, it's not fagga. My faggas, my faggas, give me, give me the drop. <laughs> Wait a minute. Go back and sing that again. I, ho- I hope people are familiar with DMX. Because uh, <laughs> that's what it was. Sure. Because it's the 90s. Why wouldn't they be? <laughs> my fagga, my faggas, gonna give me the drop. My fagga, my faggas, gonna give me the lock. My fagga. He could have been so much bigger. Yeah, but he couldn't stay out of trouble. Yeah, he couldn't. Well, he liked having bad dogs around him all the time. I remember watching Any Given Sunday, and that song came on, and I was surrounded by I was like, I am getting out of here. I'm going into Harry Potter. Uh, When when DMX had the number one record in the country, had the number one single, number one album, and during one of his shows, he started snagging people's chains. He still could not. He still felt like... So he would like try to get the audience closer, would just grab a chain. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. He was uh, definitely had the number one album. Still living in the ghetto in the yon- in Yonkers. Right. He had like six pit bulls. No that, sense about yeah. him driving without a license. Yep. You could take the hood out of the rapper, but you can't take the rapper out of the hood. He robbed the box office at his own show, and they're like, "It's yours. Put the gun down. You're headlining this show." <laughs> My faggot. My faggot's got me. Give me the blop. What about Rough Riders? Would you rather go for that for gay people? Uh, I think that involves like up in here, up yeah. in here, like so rough, you, rapes rough riders. Type sex. Is ex- you, it, no, it makes me think of cowboys and John Wayne and wasn't Teddy Roosevelt a rough rider? For he his was. It oh. again depends on how you're saying it. Um, so you're very part of the, you're a big part of the Rochester gay scene. Yeah, I have a lot of gay friends up there. Yeah. Mm. Gays, blacks. Yeah. That's how you roll. Yeah. You're urban. Mm-hmm. Wear your sunglasses at night. <laughs> Her life has changed for the better, Fez. Oh, yeah. She's enjoying herself. And she comes back here and you're fucking wearing an AIDS quilt. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very nice pastel patchwork shirt. Mm. Pull over. One more piece sound, please. Just keep it going. I want to keep you popping. Popping. Uh, so you're very happy up there. I'm doing good, yeah. I'm doing very. Not very looking good. for Life's the next good. gig yet. Um, yeah, you always got to be looking, you know, mm-hmm. but not at the moment. Contractually, I just don't think I could. Just but... loving, loving the finger. Yeah. Hmm. What about you, Dave? Looking for the next gig yet? You've been turned down quite a few times. Yes, yes. I, I, um, looking at the local WalMarts, um, and video stores where I could be a clerk. Uh-huh. I don't know. Is there still video stores? <laughs> There's one blockbuster by my house. Uh, Big uh, dating gossip news, right? Let's get Lily involved in that. Yeah, A-Rod has been seen around town, according to the New York Post, with Cameron Diaz now. Mm. I think this is like a baseball superstition for him. Uh, last year, he had Kate Hudson in the stands cheering him on, a blonde actress who makes bad romantic comedies. They broke up. Mm-hmm. I mean, but after, I mean, he ended up winning the World Series. He finally got his ring. I think he's trying to repeat what happened last season so that he gets another World Series championship. I think this is all superstition on his part. I think he's been dating throughout most of his career, though, even when married, right? Oh, yeah. And Cameron Diaz and A-Rod have this in, uh, in common. They love to date other famous people. Yes, they do. Uh-huh. They definitely have a type because it keeps that it definitely keeps them in the tabloid. They're serial daters. Yeah, but their like only that. type is famous. Yes, right. Exactly. There's nothing else. Like it doesn't matter what they do for a, a living. They just have to be famous. And again, 
you know, Cameron Diaz has a movie coming out. This is good for her career. Right. And she's been, you know, seen around with Justin Timberlake. They dated for a while. Vince Vaughn. It seems like who's ever hot at the time. I didn't know she, she tries was with to... Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, I think she's been connected with. Kelly Slater, the world champion <laughs> surfer. Yeah, but Cr- these aren't dunces. I mean, she's running, you know. But no, she's she's filming a movie with Justin Timberlake now. Mm. Um, so I just saw them on the cover of a magazine saying, you know, oh, now they're back together. They're rekindling there. And now it's, you know, causing oh. Justin Timberlake and his girlfriend, that chick that he's dating. Jessica so Biel. it's like this love triangle now. You know about who's dating who. You do very good with that. I try to stay on top of it. <laughs> Why? Well, I like to know who's, I, I like to see the matchups. Like, I think A-Rod and a Cameron Diaz, I like to just kind of test that matchup. Who's got more, like, publicity in the in the couple? Who's got more stroke that way? And Cameron I, Diaz. Definitely. She's bigger than A-Rod. Mm, is she? Yes. I, I would debate that. Uh, I don't think if A-Rod went walking around... Uh, most small towns in America, people would be that stoked. I think he's really big in baseball. And if they were in the DR, yeah, it's all him. But she's an international movie star. She's a star in France. She's a star in Australia, China. And way before we even knew who A-Rod was. Most right. people knew who A-Rod was in this country. She's you know? been a star since 94. Right. A-Rod's been a star since 95. They're almost very, very I didn't know who A-Rod was until... um, But now you do. You've got to remember, half the the planet are women, and if they know A-Rod for anything, it's for who he dates. No, that's what I'm saying. Now, I'm saying right now, when's the last big movie Cameron Diaz has done? A-Rod's coming out with Tom Cruise. A-Rod's won three MVPs in the World Series last year. I I mean, I think right now A-Rod could be bigger. Ask Scorsese who's bigger. Who did he put in the movie? Cameron Diaz. Yeah, did he put A Rod in Gangs of New York? He's not going to. Well, that was 2000. In 2010? Maybe, I guess, if he needs somebody hit with a bat. And Cameron Diaz was also uh, for a time with John Mayer. So that just connects so I many know that one. stars but see, together. A lot of those things are publicist dating mm-hmm. because they know it's smart marketing. Right. I mean, this could be a publicist date. You might not hear about this after her movie breaks out. And A-Rod's like, yeah, I'll take her out a couple times. I'll get her in the paper. What do I give a shit? You know, let people talk. And A-Rod had just broken up with his supermodel girlfriend. I'm not sure what her name is, though. Yeah, she's she's some kind of crazy. uh... He was with Farrah last (laughs) week. Jeter definitely is, I think, knows how to do it. He knows how to date and be a star athlete. He's he's, He's really... Jeter's like IBM, though. I mean, he's like dating the Republican Party. <laughs> he's very, uh... He's got his shit together. I'm not going to say he's a Republican. But uh, he's now uh, engaged to Minka Kelly from Friday Night Lights fame. Yeah. She's definitely hot. Who's that? Minka Kelly's the name of uh, Jeter's uh, fiance. Uh, give me a picture of her, because I, I don't even know what she looks like. I'd like to see her very, very quickly. Um, yeah, Jeter, but he also, I don't think he needs to date famous. Where A-Rod is like, look, we're in the paper. I'd like to fucking do a press conference about my... Yeah, it's kind of weird because he's gone off and on. Mm. She's good looking. Very attractive young lady. Yeah. yeah. No question about it. Right age, too. You know, I think she's like a... But she's no Cameron Diaz. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, Cameron Diaz is obviously very, very hot. It's just that it's not, you know, there's something about Mary was a long time ago for me. I'm telling you, I saw her last year. Uh, 
on the street up at the museum. Beautiful woman. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's not, I mean, hard to believe. It's Cameron Diaz. It's just, A-Rod could do better. You know, Julia that, Roberts. That Tom Cruise movie is going to be big. I'm not sure if the country likes Tom Cruise. I like Tom Cruise, but I don't think the country does. Here's the funny thing is I saw the previews like Fez. All the action looks exactly like in the action I saw. They all have this video game action now. There was something with uh, the Demi Moore boyfriend, Punked. Punked is in a movie. It looked exactly like Kick-Ass. Yeah, it's all the same. It really is. And actually, speaking of video games, Roger Ebert said that video games will never be art. He says no matter how hard they try... You will never consider a video game art. Sorry. Well, pissing off a lot, a lot of gamers and a lot. Of I don't know whether people. that would piss them off or not. I don't think they would care. Like this is an art. I'm going to stop playing. Oh, I I checked out his fucking thing and people uh, his his blog and in the comments section, people were furious at Ebert. Well, I mean, it's a, it's kind of a stupid thing. It means like, you know, what exactly is an artist? When even athletes have been called artists. You know, Michael Jordan was called an artist for it's things he did. It's weird because actually he goes, what's the big deal? Why do people even, uh, video game people even care? Did Michael Jordan care about uh, being called an artist? And I would say to Ebert, yeah, of course he did. Michael Jordan. But I mean, there's a possibility that you could sit and call even like a skateboarder or a surfer an artist. Yeah. And I think they are to a, to a very good degree. If you If you call... I mean, I've artists. seen knitting stuff. You're disagreeing here? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think of that as art. If, I mean, is dancing an art? To the extent is that dancing there, an art? To the extent that there's some choreography. There, yes, there, there is some so art. So improv, an improv is not an art form. I, You're talking about a craft and not art. Yeah, I, I, think of, you know, I think of those things as more craft than art. What, about what, dancing is just craft? Some dancing is artistic I'm gonna have, and some dancing is craft. I'm going to have to tell the dancers. I'm going to get Barishnikov on the phone. Use the red phone. It's okay. between me and him. We like to pretend that we're running uh, United States and Russia. Dancing is always expressive, and I would say that any sport can be expressive. Particularly a, a sport like skiing or surfing, where you're out doing stuff. Skiing and surfing, I, I don't think is as having really a choreographic element, but, but skateboarding I don't think, probably I, I have, does. I have never thought that something has to be art to be uh, has to be choreography. Can it you doesn't be, have to be, but choreography is something that I can recognize pretty quickly as as art. I, and see, I would put that more as craft. That means somebody else has designed it, and you were just following oh, along. Oh, if you're following it, I'm talking about the person who did the choreography. So the choreographer is an artist, but the dancer right. isn't. Unless the dancer um, did the choreography. Call Fred Astaire. Yes. Tell his family he's not an artist. Well, we talked okay. about this a while back with music, um, where you know, if you're just replaying, you know, if you're if you have a position in an orchestra and you're just playing, right. You know what exactly what you're told when you're told. It's a little further removed from art. That's than, more like being a craftsman. Yes. And so, yeah, I, I, th I don't I think of um, following someone else's choreography is more similar to the guy in the orchestra. But don't you think two like two dancers would follow the same choreography in a different way? You wouldn't see it would be what the dancer brought to but those see, that's, steps. See, that's what exactly what Ebert is talking about. Then it becomes a competition. And yeah. he's saying that the reason why video games you're kind of making his point there. Video games aren't art is because there's even scoring involved. And in yeah. there, there's, a, there's a sliding scale. I don't think there's a spot where you could say art's on this side of the fence and not art is on the I other. I believe I am the person to say it. <laughs> and I would like that job. What's it pay? 
Uh, Mike in Tennessee, you're on the Run of Fest show. Uh, as far as the art or crafts, what about the porn? I mean, the really good stuff. Uh, Taboo too, not not the garbage that Dave puts on his uh, little iPhone or whatever. Uh, Lily's very much in the porn. Is some porn art to you, Lily? Um, no, I would never look at porn as being art. What about double penetration? <laughs> it's just talented. DP sandwich. <laughs> Doctor Pepper. It is, and it made fucking Fez and Dave both shit themselves <laughs> when they doubled down. That's not art. What's art to you, Davey Mac? Well, I think art is some sort of expression of how you feel and what's going on. Is and drumming an art? Yes, because you're getting out. Maybe it's a rage at the time. Maybe you're getting out excitement, enthusiasm. There's a different emotions that can go into drumming. Mm. And that's expressing your inner emotion so, non-verbally in a way. Well, non-verbally. Non I'll have to tell screaming? that to a poet and a writer that they're not artists. <laughs> I take back that non-verbally <laughs> part of my definition. <laughs> that's going down. I'm sending it to Ebert. <laughs> Why is Ebert controversial every single week? Yes. The guy doesn't even have a jaw. <laughs> and for some reason, he's got America's ear. Uh, wouldn't that make screaming or hitting, hitting a punching bag art, too, though? Could the way be. you described it? Yoko is an artist. Yep. And yeah. also stomp. That's basically hitting a punching bag. What about stomp, though? It's stomp dancing without just... limbs. Stomp. <laughs> no, yeah, Have you ever seen it? It's unbelievable. Oh, stomp? Yeah, I was oh. laughing so hard. I want to see it. And I could barely even get out. You don't have any legs! I'd like to see that. Mm. Well... Cost money. See, Ebert's thing was that it's, it, video games have rules, points, and objectives. Objectives that. All right, that's a very good point. Uh, tango has rules. Uh, well, ballroom that, dancing ta- has rules. Competitive tango has rules, not not dancing. So is tango. competitive uh, tango not an art form? To me, it's not. But okay. uh, but that uh, I mean it. it actually, I want you to no, watch Dancing with art. the Stars. Uh, to me, that and no, tell me, <laughs> and tell me that that's not art. To me, <laughs> there's no art there. there. I hate that show. I think that's so you're, you're, I hate ballroom dance. Competitive ballroom dancing is one of the ugliest wait, things I've ever seen. The big BD? The big BD. Um, so you're agreeing 100%? No. 100%. With Ebert? No. I couldn't possibly agree 100% with Why that Why don't you man. do this? Why don't you cut your jaw out and then go following him around from town to town? Oh, it's really sad. Um, you shouldn't have smoked so much. Let's go to uh, Fred. Fred, no, he didn't smoke at all. He oh. smoke zone. Yeah, he never did. I take it back then, Roger. Yeah. Uh, Fred in Ohio. <laughs> now, is that an art form? <laughs> Absolutely. Who's on the phones over there Polly. Polly Loose Bowels. Give him an incomplete for his internship. Hey, did he get the job that uh, Hicks recommended for him? He wanted some job with his college, running the college radio station, and had Hicks call for him. And Hicks said to the dean, kid's fucking great. (laughs) And that was it. And then he wrote, kid's fucking great. Uh, How did it work out for you, Paulie? I was just dynamite. I had a great time. I got the job. I'll be getting paid. All right, so you got the big gig? I got the big gig. I'll be uh, the new general manager of my college station. If you need a morning show, I want you to talk to Sam and Dave about it. <laughs> Wake up with the weirdo show. We'll be down. Lily, you love getting up early in the morning? Uh, that's the one thing that I do Holy not like. Holy shit, put your glasses back on. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh. Why? 
Because, uh, seriously, you look like you yelled, cut me, Mick, five seconds before. <laughs> Your eyes, what happened to you? No, I'm good. No, they're terrible. I'm tired. I've been getting a lot of sleep. What is going on? What is the, Don't everyone look at him writing stuff. To, just speak into a phone. Just speak. It, come on, or give it to me. You stopped the whole show because they're all watching you. You can't write from outside. And Fez is doing his moaning today. Have I mean, you picking up on a date? He's driving me nuts. I just get a. Uh, I'm still uh. nervous from him screaming. I'm having a heart attack this morning. So all you want to do is break at twelve fifty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Say it. Sorry. I, here's all I hear from you. <laughs> He's like a robot. Um, let's go to John in Philly. John, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Hey, I'm actually a video game reviewer, and uh, the thing that makes Ebert's claims so silly is that the only argument he ends up having is he compares all the video games that are listed to chess and explains that just because they're not art when you're playing chess doesn't mean that they're not art overall, and it really makes no sense. Well, how about isn't can't the creation of a game? Is yeah. where the art is played. Absolutely. The creation of that. It's definitely art. I, you cannot tell me that the graphics alone that go into these video games are not art. Right, Wake so up. Here's, an, here's an interesting point, though. Why is it so important for something to be art? Why does everybody, no matter like, I'm a guitar player, that's art. Why not say I don't well, give a shit feel, what you think? As they say, you feel disrespected if you don't get your props. And these guys want to be I don't be understand like, by props. What do you mean by that? The, the guys who make these video games, rightfully Proppers. so. Oh, okay. Rightfully so, want to say, hey, we're How doing art. How about the voiceover artists, as I like to call them? That's artists. You better get out of here, Red <laughs> Dawn. I'm going to shoot you. That's definitely art. No yeah. question about it. There's a reason why these movies are ma- these games are making more than the movies. Well, that has nothing to do with it. We sell more cars than that, but that's not, you know. But although I think if you design a car, you're an artist. Yeah, you, I mean, you don't have to pronounce everything that fits a description, art or not art. I there do. can be examples that are art and examples that aren't. Well, give me give me an example of that because I don't know what you're talking about. Well, like about. photography. Obviously, some photography is art and some photography is just documenting. If and I, there's not an artistic thought yeah, but in then it. who gets to decide that? If I, put a, if I put a Hitler mustache on your face, would I be then an artist? You get to decide. I get to decide. You get to decide. The person who took yes. the picture gets to decide. It's all what you think it is. Mm. Just like beautiful is subjective. No, not really. There's not a lot when it of comes to me. Things going on in in the Met that you know may not be art to some people, but are definitely art to others. I think the fact that the Met called it art is probably pretty <laughs> decisive. Though. Yeah, they have professional people there. But I I like uh, when I'm at a museum, and it'll always be the same thing. Some guy will go like this. I could have done that. Well, then you fucked up by not doing it, huh? But yeah, I mean, there's a woman sitting in a chair for like 60 days straight doing nothing but sitting there. Yeah, and, I and, call her Earl. And, <laughs> and there are people who would say that's not art. I do believe it's art, but I wouldn't say that that person's, you know, a culturalist idiot. They have a point that there is an argument that that's not art. What about impressionists? Can that be an art form? Because I'm working on a new character. All right, ready? It's Chinese lady. See if you like it. Me dog. <laughs> that's not art. That's just truth. Okay, don't step on your own laugh. Just laugh for a while and then say it. <laughs> that was fine art. Was that offensive, Fez? Pro- to Chinese people, probably. All right. Not to you? Um, I'm not Chinese. Only Chinese people can be offended by it. Yeah, that's very, very true. Why? Why would you? 
Why is it, if something is offensive, it should be offended across offensive across the board. Uh, and I am working. So on, I'm not gay, but, so I shouldn't be offended. By hold on, using Whoa, more that gay. really weirds me out. Now everything is just flipped. Because um, I am working on a Chinese gay guy. Ready for this? Okay. Me suck dick with chopstick. <laughs> and the thing that works so well about that mm-hmm. is I've taken two really difficult characters and put them together in one. Where Dave just does the one character every day, puppety guy. I'm a fag puppet. <laughs> I like to suck puppet dick. I, let, let me, because I can make mistakes. Right. Let me apologize to, to Dave, because that was unbelievable. Has anyone ever done the gay puppet before? Hey, can we <laughs> drink the puppet cum? Ouch. I got splitters in my mouth from sucking puppet cock. Doesn't one of those off-Broadway shows have... A gay puppet in it? I don't go off Broadway. I find it frightening. That's like Eighth Avenue on Broadway. Yeah, it's like yeah. Ninth Avenue. What's on Broadway? Is scary enough today. <laughs> Why? What happened? You got the Malachi Crunch? I got the Malachi Crunch and uh, I felt, tried to hit the deck. I felt so bad. By I, deck, do you mean dick? Because I don't understand. If you said engine today, sidebar. <laughs> Normally, when you have engine trouble, you're in a fucking cowboy movie. I thought Tom Sawyer was going to have problems in the cave. Engine Joe? Uh, Lily, we're going to move down and play this game. Would you promise to win this today? I hope I can. I'm a little nervous about it. You've never really won anything on the run of fetish. I never win anything. Mm. Uh, No one cares what Dave's big announcement was. You got on a web page, right? Every week, your show makes an announcement, special delivery. Yeah, that was Sam's. That wasn't... uh... Sam has big announcement this week, this past Saturday, and he, he does a big announcement a week, right? Just don't pay attention when no to the hype um, for the Sam and Dave show. No, the last two weeks, yes, we have done big announcements. But how about next week? No announcements. That's the announcement. Okay, that's big. Just make one thing if we're not after the cheap pop. Tell the people what they can win here today, Fez. On Search Search, hurry up and search. Make sure you are following at 202friends on Twitter.com. Jeremy Shockey, a signed New Orleans Saints hat. That is from the world champion Jeremy Shockey. Boxing glove signed by legendary boxer Bernard Hopkins. Ray Davies, his book, X-Ray, the unauthorized biography. We have a signed copy of that. Signed CD of the best of war and more signed by Eric Burden. And a signed copy of 39 years of short-term memory loss. The new book by uh, Saturday Night Live writer Tom Davis. And a DVD copy of Get Shorty signed by Bobby Slayton. That's all on the line. Playing search, search, hurry up and search coming up in moments. What did he say when you asked him to sign? He said, I'm not on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> he's barely in the movie. But he's, it, was a scene, it was a scene stealer. And then he said to me, that's because you know me. Which I thought was really funny. Hey, there's Slayton. Which I actually did. I actually did that not too long ago with Bill Burr. Is in um, Date Night. And um, it's just... They don't really use him as Bill Burr because you're like, I can't wait for when Bill just fucking on Quirk's one. But there he is, just walking around as the other partner, the other cop. Nice. And he does look like a cop. It's at least a, a 4A into the film industry. It is. It's a 4A or a 3B. I'm not sure. Okay. All right, we're going to break here. Uh, when we come back, we'll be playing Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search. Make sure you're very close to your computer. Ryan Fest Show.
Bennington, Fez Watley, The Ron and Fez Show, Sirius 197, XM202, Virus. What year was Jerry Mathers born? Search, search, hurry up and search. How many stripes are on the Harlem Globetrotters shorts? Search, search, hurry up and search. What's the annual rainfall in Cairo? Search, search, hurry up and search. It's everyone's
you can't if you're playing. So the people playing, Fez, yes. here are playing for fun. The people at home playing for big prizes. Today's search, search, hurry up and search contestants, all former staffers of the Ron and Fez show. Folks, let's hear it for Scotty Duhati. Scotty. Boo! Scotty, what have, what have you been up to since you left the Ron and Fez show? Other than getting booed. Yeah, exactly. I'm still in school, so I've been getting that education. Still in school. Look who we got, contestant number two. It's our own Lily. Lily. <laughs> Lily, what have you been up to since uh, you were on the Ron and Fez show? Well, uh, I have my own uh, radio show. Well, not my own, but I'm a co-host on a radio show in Rochester, New York. All right. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. A little better than me. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit better. A little better than me. <laughs> and let's, uh, let's go over, Fezzy, right now to a guy we all love. And maybe so much because he looked like Stephen Stills. Our own Scruffy. Scruffy. Hi, Ron. Hi, guys. Scruffy, what have you been up to since uh, doing the Ron and Fez show? I am writing for the Sports Video Group. I just got back from two weeks in Vegas uh, working and visiting uh, strip clubs. All right, there you have it. Nice work. Sports writer, radio co-host, nothing. Ah, <laughs> nothing. Haven't been knowing nothing. Uh, let's keep it going for our announcer today, Fez Watley. Fez Watley. Thank you. The man in gold. The man in gold, and running things on 202 Friends Twitter, our own happy typing girl. There she is. She'll keep us updated on how you can win. Now, this first question is going to be worth 10 points. 10 points. Fez Watley, tell the folks at home what they're going to be playing for. This is what you're playing for the, from the Broadway hit Jersey Boys, a playbill signed by the entire cast. Jersey Boys, the 2006 Tony Award winner for Best Musical. Now playing for tickets, go to broadway.com or call 1-800-BROADWAY. Now, before we get going, contestants, I need each of you to put your cell phone up here in front of us. Oh, We've had trouble with people using cell phones from home. Exactly, yeah. We've got to stay on top of technology at all times, folks. A little advantage there could go a long way, yeah. Put them right out there out front where everyone can see them. All the cell phones are up front, and we'll get ready for the first question. At home, you'll be getting these directly from 202 Friends Twitter, so everybody gets the question at the same time. Here is question number one. On Seinfeld, Jerry meets a girl at a party but doesn't get her name only the law firm she worked for. What's the name of that law firm? They have started. They have started already. Found it. We've got it over here. Let's go to Scruffy. And that was seconds into this. On IMDb, Sagman, Bennett, Robbins, Oppenheim, and Taft. We will check right now with Fez Watley. Oh! Oh! Perhaps the fastest answer we've ever gotten. And you picked it up on IMDb. Lily, what were you lollygagging around? Well, I just Googled uh, Jerry dated lawyer from what law firm. And I got that. <laughs> the right, first so, thing that came up was like Jackie Child's Wikipedia page. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't think I'm doing this right. So you were actually writing a novel. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and what happened with you over there? I put in Seinfeld Law Firm, and I actually got Jerry Seinfeld's actual attorney. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work out so well. All right. So right away, Fezzi, give us the scores. Right now, Scruffy takes a lead right out front. Ten points for Scruffy. Zero for Lily. Zero oh. for Scotty Too Hotty. Scruffy in the lead. And uh, we've already got the winner online on Twitter. Congratulations to Mini Dad. Mini Dad. Already a winner, and what a prize, Fez. This is a great prize from the Broadway hit Jersey Boys. It's a playbill signed by the entire cast. You can still see Jersey Boys on Broadway by going to Broadway.com or calling 1 800 Broadway. 1 800 Broadway. Everything about New Jersey now. Everything about Jersey is big. And I believe all you guys, all the contestants are from Jersey? Uh, I'm a Colorado man. A Colorado Close. man. Close. Basically right, the same well, thing. Thanks for driving in. That was, <laughs> this show's doing a lot better than I thought. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's really doing well. All right. As we're going to be leaning into, it's time for question number two. Tell the folks at home what they're going to be playing for, Fez. An autographed boxing glove signed by the great Bernard Hopkins, winner of Hopkins Jones Rivals 2. That was on pay-per-view. And coming up May 1st, 2010, it's Who Are You Picking? Mayweather versus Mosley. Floyd Money Mayweather versus Sugar Shane Mosley. Live on HBO pay-per-view. Go to HBO.com for details. Hey, can I make my prediction here, Fez? Yes, please. I have no feelings either way. Oh, no it's all who are you picking? Yeah, that's the fun thing here. I just refuse to be a part of it. And that way I can never lose. All right, ready for question number two? Question number two. And I'm doing really well with the cameraman. <laughs> just really made the cameraman laugh. All right, this, of course, is another ten-pointer. You guys need this to catch up with Scruffy. It's a movie question. In what movie was David Niven's character married to Maggie Smith's character? What movie was David Niven's character married to Maggie Smith's character? I want to remind people that you can get movies anytime with Netflix available to rent. Got it. We've got it over here, and I believe that was Scruffy again. Yes. As first... Scruffy, what do you have for us? On Fandango.com, I have Better Late Than Never. Better Late Than Never. Let's take... Oh! And, of course, let's take it all the way back. We've got another answer. What do you got for us, Scotty? I got, according to WhosDatedWho.com, Murder by Death. From Who's Dated Who? It's my favorite website. Dot com. Now, the interesting thing here is that website is normally for real life. We were looking for a movie. Let's see how you did. Oh! I pulled off the shot. Don't clap for that. Don't clap for that. <laughs> now, let's, uh, let's go over right away to Scruff. Scruff, where'd you make your mistake? Uh, I basically just cross-referenced the two actors, not realizing that they were probably in more than one movie together. They had done several films. Yes, See, this exactly. was a trick question. Fez, <laughs> Fez put together a trick question. And, Scotty, you obviously got really lucky with that. <laughs> because there's no... Unless they actually dated each other. Yeah, always follow the Punani, Ron. Always, always do it. follow Jesus Christ. the Punani. Oh. And right now, Punani is following because... <laughs> Lily is still at Donut. I blame Google. Yeah. 
My searches are not really coming out well. Do, so you didn't even get close to this one well, at all, Lily? No, not even close. No, the main problem, I think, for Lily is Rich Dad. And never really... <laughs> Google that. Never really had to do a lot of stuff herself. Oh. Mm-hmm. Had uh, people... Would you do my homework for me? Why isn't anyone searching for me? Yeah. <laughs> so right now, our score tied at the top. Scruffy, 10 points. Scotty Too Hotty, 10 points. Lily, 0 points. And now it's the part of the show that I hate, Fez, where I have to pronounce one of these stupid Twitter names. <laughs> and the winner of this, and what a prize they have, Fez. It's the autographed boxing glove signed by Bernard Hopkins. And coming up on May 1st, 2010, from HBO Pay-Per-View, it's Who Are You Picking? Mayweather versus Mosley, Floyd Money Mayweather versus Sugar Shane Mosley, May 1st. And that winner, who just got erased as I was looking for it, is Pa Piccolo. Pa Piccolo, congratulations. <laughs> pa Piccolo. And ladies and gentlemen, you never know who's going to go by the studio. Steve Leeds. Steve Leeds. There he is. Leeds, Beautiful. Leeds, Steve Leeds. 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 Um, someone's got to decaffeinate Dave. You really don't remember how we did this last time. All right, let's get over here. Now, of course, we've got Scruffy with 10 points. Scotty with 10 points. And, gir- and, of course, leading the girls is our own Lily, number one in the girl division. <laughs> I'm going to do it proud, ladies. It's really not fair because they have an extra penis to search with. Right. <laughs> Time for question number three. What do we got to give away, Fuzzy? From the legendary musician Eric Burden, a signed copy of The Best of War and More on CD. You can find Eric Burden's music at his site, ericburden.ning.com, or go to rhino.com, featuring better audio and the biggest high-def catalog. Uh, let's get ready for this one, and off we go. What are we playing for, Fez? This is the Eric Burden? The Eric Burden signed CD, The Best of War and More, signed by Eric Burden himself, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. All right, here we go, guys. And... Do we want to give Lily uh, kind of a five, ten second lead here <laughs> and let her get going? Oh, I don't need handicaps. These questions are worded really difficult. Yeah, they so really I can't are. Start <laughs> yeah. yeah, I noticed that. That's <sighs> why it takes the guys seconds to get them. Because the game is impossible. The game cannot be won. It would only work out if the three of you guys were complaining. They're having no problem. They're speeding through this. Here we go. When Barack Obama gave his top ten campaign promises on Letterman on January 24th, 2008, what was the number one promise? When Barack Obama gave his top ten campaign promises on Letterman on January 24th, 2008, what was the number one promise? Time to search, search. Hurry up and search. Okay, Scotty looks like he's got it here. Scotty, too hotty. What do you have for us, buddy? From YouTube, mm-hmm. three words, Vice President Oprah. Vice President Oprah, and you got that off of YouTube. Correct, Mundo. Correct, Mundo. Thank you. Thank you, Fonzie. 
Uh, let's go over and check if he is correct. Oh! And you picked that up on YouTube. I see a very, very upset Scruffy. Scruffy, um, what did you have? I was milliseconds behind on Huffington Post, a real public, <laughs> not just YouTube, and I had three words. So you about. feel better about where you That's searched. Right. I oh, feel like I'm a, a little more search. elite. Yeah, it was a fancier search. I don't use and legit sites. <laughs> you're just mad because Scotty was correct, Amundo. <laughs> and Lily, I noticed you were checking your makeup and your skin. <laughs> How did that work uh, out for you? Check again, honey. <laughs> I Scotty too hottie, meet Caddy too hattie. <laughs> Why just tilt your hat? He's like sidearm, man. She gets the message. I We're see. not here to fool around. You want to get on the scoreboard. <laughs> all right, Lily, uh, no luck for you at all? Well, no, I was actually on Huffington Post, so I was also milliseconds away from getting right. it. Just nice. like now, should we you... give her back her phone? I don't know what to do. I think she was actually copying off him <laughs> in a computer game. I did see the shifty eyes a little bit. Uh, by the way, on Twitter, we've already got a winner, and that's the Mudness. The Mudness. Yeah. The Mudness did a great job. Congratulations, Mudness. You got the best of war and more on CD, and that is signed by Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Eric Burden. Also go to rhino.com for better audio and the biggest high-def catalog. Very, very nice. So that's the end of round one. Here's where we stand. Scotty, too hottie, 20 points. Scruffy, 10 points. And Lily has now entered the game and will be playing in the second <laughs> round. <laughs> Lily, is, Lily started typing just while I was talking. Just... <laughs> She's searching for things that are... Oh, she's taking her jacket off now. Oh, it's getting serious. It's getting serious now. <laughs> now, we move on to round uh, two, Fezzi, and that's where you get uh, to double down on points. So Lily could jump right back in this, but at the same time, the searches are a little more difficult. It's a double search search. Each question will have two answers that you need to come up with in double search search. So the questions are worth 20 points, and we'll go ahead and remind people that... Only the top two scores after the second round will move on to the third and final round of Search Search. Hurry up and search. So that basically means you folks at home, Lily's going to be leaving the show very shortly. <laughs> you want to just go now and get your car out of the parking oh, lot? Stick it out. Yeah, all right. I like the attitude, Fez. So uh, we move along. And folks on Twitter... Be ready because this is a cool prize. This is the new book, 39 Years of Short-Term Memory Loss, signed by original Saturday Night Live writer Tom Davis from Franken and Davis. Read about the beginnings of Saturday Night Live from someone who was there. 39 Years of Short-Term Memory Loss, that's available now at Borders.com. Now offering free shipping on orders of $25 or more. Borders.com. All right, let's go. It's 20 points. So it's search, search, hurry up and search. You're going to need two answers to these questions. And here we go. What Motorola phone is currently on CNET's top ten must-have gadget list? And what is the advertised battery talk time? Search, search, hurry up and search, search, search. What Motorola phone 
currently on CNET's top 10 must-have gadget list, and what is the advertised battery talk time? We've already got an answer. Let's go back to Scotty Too Hottie. Um, I'm going to say the Motorola Droid and up to 385 minutes of usage time. Let's go over to our judge. Whoa! Scotty Too Hottie is a monster. Where'd you find that one, Scotty? Uh, CNET.com. CNET.com. And Motorola.com. And Motorola.com. <laughs> you went over to two different places. What happened to you there, big man? Uh, I was uh, pulling a lily there. I was really struggling. I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't even get close, I don't think. I didn't well, know it was called that now. <laughs> well, officially it's pulling a lily when you get nervous and throw up in your own mouth. <laughs> so I don't know if you absolutely pulled a lily. And Lily, were you anywhere close to this? Yeah, I was actually incredibly close. I had the name of the phone and then the talk time right here. So It was all right yeah. there in front of you? But right she started front shopping and ruined it. Oh! oh. Relax, at least I got a job, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I don't know whether you guys know this, but on real game shows, you don't start jawing and fighting with each other. I think she actually just shoved him. Fez Watley, the scores. As now we're finding a little dif- uh, distance. Scotty's got himself up to 40 points. Of course, uh, the man who started so strong, Scruffy, 10 points. And Lily was very, very close that time. Uh, yeah. She, she was at the table, yes, yeah. with the other contestant. She was in the room. And it is an exciting time that we're pulling this off, Fez. Tell uh, what the folks at home are playing for. Uh, what they are playing for is the autographed couple of the book 39 Years of Short-Term Memory Loss, signed by Saturday Night Live writer Tom Davis. Now, we do have a winner on Twitter, and that's James Laporte. James Laporte. Congratulations. James Laporte is the big winner on this one. Uh, 40 to 10 to 0. Lily still, uh, in my belief system, Fezzi, has a shot here at least to jump past Scruffy and move on to the third round. That's right. We have two more round two questions to go. And again, the top two scores after round two move on to the third and final round. And it is an exciting time, is it not, Fitz? It's very exciting. It's, it's it, f- former employees battling it out here. Former employees battling it out. And let's move on to the next question and next prize. The next prize is... The DVD Get Shorty, signed by comedian Bobby Slayton. Get all your favorite DVDs, CDs, video games, and more at FYE for your entertainment, where you can enter FYE's Wanna Win contest for a chance to win prizes from your favorite stars at FYE.com. Now, the excitement level here is anybody could have a DVD signed by the star. But here's the opportunity to have something signed by a day player. <laughs> and I checked on eBay, no signed uh, copies of this by Bobby Slayton. Oh, no, this is the only place to get this prize. Search, yeah. search, hurry up and search. Bobby's own family does not have a copy of this. A matter of fact, he was even told he had to pay for it. If he wanted to get one, pay like anybody else. 
All right, we're going to jump back one. Be ready, because this one's for 20 points, and you're going to need two answers, because it's search, search, double search, search. Let's go to baseball. What team did the Minnesota Twins play on opening day in 1961, and who was the starting pitcher for the winning team? Can I get the year again? What team did the Minnesota Twins play on opening day in 1961, and who was the starting pitcher for the winning team? I don't think you're hearing the word the year again was going to help any. I think it would. I feel very good about Lily. Got it. All right, we've already got an answer over here from our own Scruffy. Scruffy knows a little bit about sports. What do you got for us, big man? Uh, I believe they were playing the New York Yankees, and the pitcher was Pedro Ramos. What team did the Minnesota Twins play on opening day in 1961, starting pitcher for the winning team? He said the Yankees, and the pitcher was... Pedro Ramos. Let's check. Oh. Stupid. <laughs> We oh, gave stupid. You, we gave you a computer, even. I mean, it's not like you had to come up with this off the top of your head. I saw Scotty's hand up at one time, Fezzi, mm-hmm. and then went back down. Do you have an answer, Scotty? I have half of it. You've got <laughs> half of it. This is search, search, double search, search. Two answers required. Yeah. Uh, half of it means you got nothing. If I'm going to be totally honest, there. I know the attendance, but I don't. You know, know the attendance. <laughs> oh, seems like some of the girls don't know how to read a box score. <laughs> so this. Oh, one, that's what the. <laughs> this one could be, a tr- be trouble. And you could start making your plans for Major League Baseball's All Star Game in Anaheim, California, this year by getting your tickets at StubHub.com. StubHub, where fans buy and sell tickets. The interesting thing here, Fezzi, is we had enough time. For Lily to build a time machine, <laughs> go back in time and watch the game, and she's still searching. Here's the question. What team did the Minnesota Twins play on opening day in 1961, and who was the starting pitcher? Wait. Uh, clarification. Starting pitcher for the opposing team? For the winning team. For the winning team? Yeah. Uh, you're already out of you're this, You're done, Scruffy. Oh, it's just me versus Lily? Yes. Oh, I can take my that makes it all the more embarrassing. <laughs> Let me check over on Twitter. This is, of course, a Fez Watley question. Should seem easy enough for people to look up and come to the answer with Fez. HTG, do we have a winner? No one with the complete right answer yet on Twitter. We have some people with the right team, but not the right pitcher. And oddly, some people with the right pitcher, but not the right team. All right, so here's the question again, you non-baseball fans. What team did the Minnesota Twins play on opening day in 1961? What team did they play, and who was the starting pitcher for the winning team? Lily hasn't looked like this since she took her SATs. And that turned out so well, she went to a community school in Jersey. 
We're you the went only... to NYU and still doesn't have a job. Yeah. So. Uh, I haven't yeah. finished yet. Oh. <laughs> Hurry up and Lily actually went to a college where all you had to do to get in was have a pencil. <laughs> she still had to cheat. Scruff, you haven't even found this on your own? Just I around? think I have the right answer. I think you have the wrong answer. What do you mean me? I didn't look at any He's of this challenging stuff. The uh, no. I, I'm He's challenging the question. Yeah. Let's go over and see if we have a winner on Twitter, and we do. So, Fezzi, it looks to me like in the room, everybody's wrong, mm-hmm. and we'll move along and give them all a lily. The Washington freaking Senators. <laughs> yes, it was the Washington Senators, and then who do you have for the winning pitcher? Uh... Willer or something. Willer or something. <laughs> no. Fez yeah. Watley, give him the answer. It was the Washington Senators and the starting pitcher for the winning team, Joe McClain. Joe McClain. And, of course, on Twitter, Beanbrae knew this one. Beanbrae, and what a prize he's won for himself. Picking up the Get Shorty on DVD, signed by comedian Bobby Slayton. Again, you can get all your favorite DVDs, CDs, video games, and more at FYE. For your entertainment and enter to win FYE's Want to Win contest. All right, so you guys, even with search engines, yeah, can't look up an answer. Well, I get, everywhere I looked, it said that they played the Yankees. Everywhere you looked, Pedro Ramos. Yeah, that's what I. Had. I got Washington Senators. You got Washington Senators and didn't know how to read a box. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go into this. Will be our last of the search, search, double search, search questions. And what are we playing for, Fez? This next prize is an autograph by Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Ray Davies. His book, X-Ray, The Unauthorized Autobiography, available now at Amazon.com with free two-day shipping, available with a free trial of Amazon Prime, Amazon.com. Very, very exciting. My internet's down. Your internet is down? (laughs) Like it matters. (laughs) Her computer's giving her mercy. <laughs> uh, what you got to do is a quick tighten up on the back here. The IP guy's down. Yeah, just give it a tighten up on uh, the it, back. It, it was a little loose. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's not the first time she's heard that one. <laughs> By the way, right. Lily, welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice? All right, so we got it back up and running. We're good, yep. And uh, here we go for this is the last question. Now, remember, this will let us know the only people that will be going in to the last round. So here's your question. What? Wait a minute, ladies and gentlemen. That can't be. It's Bearded Paul McCartney. McCartney. Oh, my nibble nobble. Thank you all so much for inviting me here on such search. Oh, Roggle Doogle, Shingle Bly. Wrong. Oh, you know, Roggle Doogle. No. Uh, you know, bearded Paul McCartney's new wig doesn't remind me anything <laughs> of Paul McCartney. Oh, yes, Ron, it's like the way George Martin talked to us in 1972 when he was a, a flicker and then there was a chuckle and a rosy posy. Boy, Anyway, I'm here to plug my new album, Monkey Dolls Clickin' Slam. <laughs> that should be great. Yes, featuring the hit single, Foggle Me Woggle. <laughs> uh, it should be fun. 
while you're here, so we'll do I get to play a song? You, role? No, I don't want you to play any song. But I would love if you just would ask the next question. Ask please. a question, sure. Be yeah. my delightable little, ladies and gentlemen and contestants. What is the last line of the song "High, High, High" by me, Paul McCartney? And who co-wrote the song with him? You are him, Shinky Minky. <laughs> All right. So, what is the last line of the song? Hi. What is the last line of the song? Hi, hi, hi by Paul McCartney. And who co-wrote the song with him? Yes. Do you mind if you read all with your children? No, I, I, really... I used to do it to John all the time. Yeah. And I'd he's... say, ooh, look at that, Blackbird. Yeah. And then I'll steal it for myself. Those must have been the days when your hair wasn't on sideways. So search, search, search. Close your eyes and I'll kiss you. Tomorrow I'll miss you. Remember I'll always be true. And then while I'm away, I'll ride home every day and I'll send all my loving to you. What was the last line of the song, Hi, Hi, Hi by Paul McCartney? And who co-wrote the song with him? Fuddle, duddle, workle, juggle, muggle, spluggle, puddle, and be shabby, Got it. All right, we've got an answer over here. This will be Scruffy. Scruffy, what is your answer? The final line is, in the midday sun, and co-written with wife Linda. Linder. Linder McCartney. Linder McCartney, that's in the midday sun... And co-written with Linda McCartney. Oh, oh my dear wife, Linda. I loved her so much. I loved that she had two legs. <laughs> it just made my heart sing a big... All right, so thank you so much, Bearded Paul McCartney. There we go. There we go. There goes Bearded Paul McCartney. All right, that leaves us at, of course, Fezzy, the score. Scotty Too Hottie, 40 points. Scruffy, 30 points. Lily, zero points. And you know what that means? We will have to say goodbye to Lily. And only one way to send her out. That would be Fuzzy with another one bites the dust. There she goes. Say goodbye. Sorry, Lil. Later, Lily. Goodbye, Lily. Another one bites the dust, and it's Lily biting it. There she goes. No points. Get over here. <laughs> Being escorted out by bearded Paul McCartney. You can also check out Lily's webpage at istinkatgames.com. <laughs> wow, was she awful. Maybe the worst we've had since Earl. <laughs> there should be really some kind of an Earl list mm -hmm. where we bring back people that don't know how to even type. Yeah, there's a lot of Earl in her. Oh. Oh. Or not. Oh. <laughs> Is anybody saying or not? All right, so now we're on to the final question, Fez. Right, and we need to announce a winner for the last prize. That was the autographed a copy of X-Ray, the unauthorized bi autobiography by Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Ray Davies. 
That's a nice prize, and that goes out to Mr. Sporadic. Mr. Sporadic, hell of a job. Congratulations. Hell of a job. And now we're going to go down. Everything goes back to zero right now, Fez. This is basically one shot, one question to see who's got the championship. You started strong, Scruffy. Took a long time off. You came back strong. Can you beat him? I think so. I think yeah. I could. Dennis Eckersley started strong and then became the closer, and now I'm going to put it together for one. All right, so you're going to Dennis Eckersley. I'm going to put Dennis Eckersley. All right. And in the case of you, these other people at least can fall back on their jobs, Scotty. <laughs> You've got nothing else but this next question. You need this to feel any bit of confidence about your future. Okay, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Cameraman just laughs. <laughs> as loudly as possible. What's wrong? Slate not giving you attention today? Is that it? Uh, Fez, what are we playing for this time? This is the big prize, the signed Super Bowl prize. Super Bowl 44 world champion Jeremy Shockey signed New Orleans Saints cap. You can find authentic NFL signed merchandise at NFLshop.com, the official online store of the National Football League. Then, Fezzy, I decided, wouldn't it be great if not only did they get the cap, but they went to the next Super Bowl completely all expensive paid? And then I thought, no, a cap is planted. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah, because that seems like a lot. You're wearing a cap. Shockey's written all over it, but it's still a good prize. It is a nice prize. Great can, prize. Yeah, and then you can put that on when you watch the games next year. So uh, this is it. It all comes back to this last question. Now, if you're listening at home, go to 202 Friends Twitter, because you can all get the question at the same exact time. Are both you guys ready? Now, this, of course, is going to be a little more difficult than most, so stay with me, boys. According to the Home Depot Project Guide, what the very last step after sanding through all the rough edges on the project, building a picnic table. That's according to Home Depot's Project Guide, what's the very last step after sanding all the rough edges on the project, building building. A picnic table. And we'll give that to search, search. Got a Twitter. Twitter went out. Ah! Scotty goes up just a moment before Scruffy. Scotty, this could be it. This is for all the marbles. What do you got for me? After you sand all the rough edges, you're going to apply a waterproof finish. Apply a waterproof finish. Well, that sounds like madness, my friend. I know it's crazy. I would I would have started that way, but you went to the guide. Let's see. If you were correct. Woo! <laughs> Congratulations, Scotty Duhon! No, no, none of you like him. Don't go on his side now <laughs> just because of this. Him. They just can't They're all Yankees fans. Him. They respect the winner. 
And I want to remind people that in time for spring, you could turn your outdoor space into an oasis with Home Depot. Free shipping on patio sets right now from Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Home Depot. And Scotty Duhati, good news for you, because you are the king of search, search, hurry up and search. And of course, you get the crown, the scepter. And the robe. There it's all he yours. Is. King Scotty Tuati, today's king of search, search, hurry up and search. Congratulations. Not a crowd favorite, but a search, search, hurry up and search favorite. Okay. You, you earned it. It would be the first time in your life that you've ever earned anything, but you earned it. Oh, oh. bad blood. Bad, bad blood. Scruffy, not exactly the most gracious winner. Yes. For a sports guy, he's not big on sportsmanship, but whatever. Oh, what are you going to do? I've never seen contestants fight back and forth like this before, Fez. A general I... dislike for each other. And the Twitter winner at home is Joe from Jersey, ladies and gentlemen. There's Joe from Jersey who picks up quite the prize. Congratulations. It's from Super Bowl 44 world champion Jeremy Shockey, a signed New Orleans Saints cap where you can find authentic signed NFL merchandise. That's NFLshop.com, the official online store of the National Football League. Well, Fez, that's the end of Search, Search. Hurry up and search for today. Thank you so much for dressing up like a... I'm going to say gay carp. I don't <laughs> know exactly what you're dressed like today. They're sequins, not scales. <laughs> oh. All right. Now I always have to tell that to people. Yeah, now I understand. I completely made a mistake there on that one. Let's keep it going for Happy Typing Girl. Thank you, Happy Typing Girl. And our contestants, of course, Scruffy, Lily, and the champion, Scotty Tuhati. <laughs> Not exactly the people's champion. And of course, our guest today. There he is. Thank you all very much. Can I sing a song for you? Yeah, we go. We all live in a yellow sugar pocket. There he goes. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you on the next. Search, search. Hurry up and search.
Sean Bennington. Fez Watley. The Ron and Fez Show. Series 197, XM202. Virus. It's the Ron and Fez Show, XM202, Series 197. To get in contact with the Ron and Fez Show, call 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ or email them at ronandfez at AOL.com. Or you can try their AIM, username Ron and Fez. Or check out their MySpace at myspace.com slash Ron and Fez Show. It's Ron and Fez, XM202, Sirius 197. Ron and Fez, the virus on Sirius XM. By this. People are Fez Watley fans? Yes! <laughs> Earl, you're a Fez Watley fan? Oh, of course I'm a Fez You're the Watley Posse? Earl was one of the first to sign up. All right, if you're part of the Watley Posse, it's now the time to come out. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Wait a minute, Mikey Boy, you're not part of... The Watley Posse? Yes, yes. I am. Oh, yes! Of course he is! Yeah. Oh, it's my good friend Fred from Brooklyn. Ron? Yeah. I, I'm a long-standing member of the Watley Posse. Here's Uncle Inky. I know Uncle Inky will back me up. What's up, Ronnie? Listen, all the mean, hateful things that FDA has done over the years yeah. has been training for this day. We are a Watley Posse sleeper cell. Uh, here's Charles Manson. You're on the Run of Face show. This is Charles Manson. I'm part of a Watley Posse. <laughs> this is going crazy. Right, I know somebody that can finally uh, bring some sensibility back to this. Ted Bundy, a uh, famous serial killer. Hey, buddy. West Coast Watley's checking in here. Wait, Ted, not you. You're part of the Watley Posse? I'm a full-fledged member. Because I want you to talk to somebody I know that you uh, respect, and that's Randy Savage. Randy. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, to- man, Randy Savage, long-time standing member of the Watley Posse. No. All right, let's talk to somebody I know we can count on. And it's somebody that I go to for a cool head, and so does uh, Earl, and that's Mario Van Peoples. Mario Van Peoples, welcome to the Ron Fez Show. How you doing, guys? Please talk some sense into these guys. No, I got to say I'm part of, part of the Wally Posse. Sing me! Mario! <laughs> I know somebody that you will respect and you will listen to, and that's Civil War General Robert E. Lee. The whole Confederate Army is behind... Why has God forsaken me on this day? Where is God? I know, I'll check with the Pope. The Pope will help me. Bless you, my child. Uh, Wally Posse card holder, number 777. No! 
You and I both know that the system wasn't ready for this kind of epidemic. Crack came on the scene and spread like wildfire. But now I got the mayor and the governor on my back. I need some results. Fast. You get me Nino Brown. With all due respect, sir. You still don't get it. You're talking about a war out there that you're losing. You're not going to give me what I need to win. And I need some cops that know these streets. I need some new jack cops to take down a new jack gangster. It's true. We do need new jack cops. Because we got new jack problems. Ron Fez show. Um, after a very exciting and energetic search, search, hurry up and search. Lily, come on back in here, darling. You never said you were a good searcher, and I thought you were a good sport just to play along. Yeah, I'm a terrible searcher. Was it fun to see Scruffy again? It was. I love Scruffy. Yeah, he's a great kid. I love Scruffy face. And I'm really happy to see him doing so well. Yeah. It's great to know he's putting on weight at this new place. So <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't recognize him at first. I was hoping he could chalk that up to Vegas. Cause uh, the, the big he left weight. here looking like uh, Steven Stills. He came back looking like Beverly Stills. It's just... Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Lily, you got a big donut. You got zero there. Yeah. By the way, I have some baklava. comes from Franklin. Mm. Um, very exciting. Fez, I hate to tell you this, controversy about one of your questions. Really? Yeah. The baseball question that nobody could answer. Uh-huh. Apparently there was an uh, incorrect put-together question. Well, I had uh, asked what team did the Minnesota play, uh, Twins play on opening day in 61, and who was the starting pitcher for the winning team? Here's what the problem is, and Dave is a baseball man. You met opening day at their ballpark. Right, yeah, opening day. Oh. Yeah. It was opening day for the season. So I guess Scruffy's Yankee question would have been correct. Yeah. I guess so. It's it's tough. It's a tough call. It would have been. I, I would give it to Fez here uh-huh. if you would have said opening day at their home ballpark. I would have gave you that. But when we talk, when I say it's opening day, right? The Phillies have never played the opening game, and I always say it's opening day when the fucking Reds play, and now of course ESPN's game. Right. I mean, it's kind of the opening day for the season for yeah. everybody. It's weird because right now, like, ESPN does the Sunday game, but a lot of people still think that Monday day is right. the opening day. But let's suppose uh, you are the Mets, Dave, and I'm the mighty Philadelphia Phillies. I go and play against on the road a, against the Mets. Then I go play the Braves. I go up and play the Cubs. You know, almost like a week and a half, two weeks have passed. I can't act like, no, we haven't opened our season yet. Correct. That what you're talking about would be the home opener. Which home is, opener for the ballpark. Exactly. And that's what they call it. They don't call it opening day. They'll say, come here for the Yankees' home opener. Yeah. So we'll have to go back. What we'll do is we'll give out two separate prizes, one to the one that we gave out the prize for, and then we'll go back and find out who gave the correct non-Fez I don't want to say gayish or sissified. What would no, be another no. way of putting that? Faggy. Okay, that might be it. I don't know. I don't think that's the way to go. But you're not the biggest baseball fan. No, no. Uh, opening day, I consider the Twins opening day at their stadium. That's well, home opener. Why would you? Yeah, if you would have put it down at their home opener, uh-huh. everybody would have got it then. Okay. Because that is what it's the, it's the ballpark is opening, not the team. And the ballpark wasn't mentioned at all. 
Okay. If you would have said saying. home opener, all right, we got it. Mm-hmm. But the team had opening day we, a week and a half before. Right. That's just the language that's used in baseball. Even if you look at the Yankees' schedule, they'll say home opener, but then they'll also say opening day. Right. You know, for, for both situations. All right, we can correct this one, Fez. All right, thank you. Um, by giving out more prizes. We'll throw money after your problem. Uh, Lily, did you enjoy it at all, or you just I, hate it? Because I saw your face. You looked like you hated it. Well, no, I enjoyed the game. I just didn't know why uh, Fez was taking so many shots at me. I was always so good to Fez. I know. You know what? There's two different relationships. Yeah. One, the relationship that you have with me, which has always been an inappropriate daddy-daughter relationship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you have the inappropriate uh, relationship with Fez, which is just Fez saying inappropriate things to you. Right. Okay. Yeah, I adore you, Lily, but if you're going to sit there with zero points through the whole game, but you, I adore that even more. You do take shots. I will take a shot from time to time, yes. Why? Because it's an easy target when someone is not getting on the scoreboard. So it wasn't so much that it was Lily. Whoever tripped and fell, you would get. Oh, sure. Yeah. No matter who. What I like to do and to stay off Fez's wrath, is I'll push a little kid in front of a wheelchair in front of me, and that kid will take all the heat. My focus goes right there, laser focus. What sh- Did he say anything that actually hurt on a personal level? No, I just, you know, the uh, you know I slept with a lot of people comments, right. which is, I haven't really slept with that no, many not people. Not really, not really, but yeah, not saying, outside the bounds. I was saying that out in the hallway to salespeople. <laughs> so wow. does that help? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'm on the same level with a sales associate. Oh, you're one, of, you're one of those programming people that you hate salespeople? Uh, really? I don't I've care never for had sales. that. It's just, it's just a job like, like any other. Yeah. I mean, they don't have a microphone, so what? That makes them awful? Yeah. Mm. Dave, you hate the salespeople too? Oh, no, no, no. Why would I hate them? No, I mean, they're, we're all on the same side here, right? Lily calls them sales holes <laughs> and thinks that that's radio wit. As long as you're under the Sirius XM banner, there you go. Fez, let's get you and Lily to be uh, friends again. Bring up a little topic that you and I feel like you can speak uh, at, at length. Okay, I want to ask Lily if she's heard of the jazzling. Oh, yeah, Everybody has. I had just heard about this. This is, of course, when you decorate the vagina... Yeah. Or bedazzle it. Yeah, exactly. Bejewel it. Uh, you glitter it up? I, do I do it? No, I mean, is that, is that what's yeah. done? I think it's just it, like if you would bejewel it uh, like a jacket or something, yeah. except you're just doing it around your vagina. Well, the last time I was in Philly, uh, a woman walk, um, and get my hair cut, and a woman walks in and she says to the lady, she goes, I want my cunt to look like the mummer's parade. And I go, I don't even know what you're talking about, but let's just end my trim here. I don't want anything else done. I'm getting up and leaving. They want it shiny, Fez, like the coat and hat you're wearing today. Now, I noticed the coat and hat don't match 100%. Not 100%. It's a different size sequin. Mm, and color. But if I keep moving, mm. you know, it's a little hard to tell because it's so shiny. It's it, bejazzled. When you kept moving, it looked like gay Armageddon. All right, I got some bejazzle here on, and it's basically just adding some uh, sticky sparkles around the vagina. Is it dangerous? I mean, to have like a crystal or a rhinestone? Well, I don't think you're putting it inside of but the I vagina. But I mean, couldn't it land in there if it comes loose? I guess if it, yeah, I could. 
By the way, there are certain guys that always think that a woman's vagina is somehow in trouble all the time. Have you noticed that with your friends? Or like it's like the black hole. Right. Like something is going to fall into it and you'll never see it and again. And they, they constantly bring yeah. up aroma. Like I yeah. can smell it from me. You yeah. cannot. Really? Just relax. It's not that scary. Yes, they might go course it up. But yes, they have it fearful and it's almost like it's a haunted house to them. Yeah. Or they act like you better go get checked because, Mm -hmm. you know, they constantly act like there's health problems. There's something wrong down there. Yeah. I uh, dick dazzled myself a couple days ago. What do you mean? I put some sparkies on there. I'm trying anything to to get uh, more attractive to my wife's eye. (laughs) What is happening there? She's not attracted to, to your penis? I don't feel like she is. Uh, How you could know. that ever be? You know, see, now you're taking shots. <laughs> well, we, we've seen Dave's penis from time to time. Ugh. Yeah. Um, Dave, now he's hurt. <laughs> I love you. And but... Dave, you're, he, she does love you like, uh, well, like an inappropriate brother. Um, but Dave, you've been telling us that since the babies, not so much action for, for High and Davey Mac. Well, listen, you know, um, I'd like to eat the pussy. But, you know, just because it doesn't happen all the time, you know, I'm tired, you know, and, and, and my jaw, I eat a lots of stuff, so my jaw's not in good shape. So it's you that's staying away from sex. Yeah, I'm probably the one to blame for that. I mean, I, I don't know. I'd ask right, Willie. Now I got a new nickname for you. It's Mr. Roper. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> you're Mr. Roper. What man wants to be that at 32 years old? Nah, you know, I, uh, I don't know. I, I got to get back in shape. That's my problem. You embarrassing yourself? Yeah, no, I'm just problem. always I'm I'm always tired. But like at, at ten o'clock, I get tired at eleven o'clock at night. But you're not too tired to masturbate. You're masturbating constantly. Well, all I gotta do is like flip my hand a little yeah. bit. But sex is like you know I gotta I gotta rock it. I gotta fuck it and suck <laughs> it. Come on, you're gross. Everyone out. You're purposely gross and everybody out. All right, so you're dick dangling yourself there a little bit. I've tried everything. Yeah, yeah. I shaved down. Then I let the firebush come on, come on no, up. No. Then I I I I dick dazzled. I put I've put aroma. I, I've used the axe. I've used Old Spice aroma. I just don't think my cock is uh, attractive anymore. To, anymore. To <laughs> I think she used to find it attractive. I just I you know. I don't think it's your penis. I don't. What do you think it is? Well, it's not. It, penises are ugly. We all know that. I mean, mm. every single penis is ugly, no matter if it's attached to Brad Pitt or not. You know what mm. I mean? So you maybe have to try to uh, pretend like you guys started dating again for the first time. Remember those feelings? Well, you, you put a golf pony on the it since it looks like a golf tee. <laughs> well, that would be a good look, I suppose. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I got to try some uh, romance stuff. And by that, I mean buy more wine. But you do, you you are kind of naggy and you're kind of bitchy and you're not the fun guy with her anymore. No, I'm the fun guy. We went to a fucking park yesterday with like, um, like um, it's called a popcorn park. Away where... from the kids? No, the kids came. Yeah. It's oh. basically, I'll say <laughs> the this. The only ones in the family. I'll admit, it, the name show should be called White Trash Zoo. Because okay. it was like fucking shitty old animals that were found on the side of the road that you could pay $5 to feed popcorn to. It was a really, it was like a very cheap fucking Jersey thing to do. We had a good time, but I mean, you know, this wasn't, you know, the big Bronx Zoo that I was bringing her to three years ago. This is, here's a, a, an alpaca with rabies. Enjoy. Okay. That was the whole day out. So you're making me feel bad for you. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying. I could use some tips in the romance department, Lily. 
Okay. I don't know whether it would be best coming from Lily. Yeah, I don't. I don't. She has a female perspective. She at least has a of of a dazzle. I mean, a vagina. (laughs) So at least she would help me out. Well, the thing is, your chick and Lily both dated the same guy before, so maybe Lily would be able to give you tips. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So what would I need to do? Grow my inch four inches bigger? Yeah, like double it. Oh, come on. The guy did <laughs> not a 12 inch yeah. dick for Christ's sake. Yeah, no, sakes. he did. Okay, yeah. Huge. So, then why is he in porn movies? <laughs> no person with a 12 inch dick is not making adult films. Dave, she's just trying to freak you out. Don't oh. let this in your kitchen. <laughs> it worked. Oh, by the way, you were nuts during Search Search. You know, we start with a fucking whisper and go up. You just started screaming. And went crazy. I, I thought I was going, you know, in intervals. Did you notice, Fez? I noticed, and I was trying to say the audience, you know, chants, not you, as he's screaming into a microphone. Mm. No, I never had the microphone on me. It was always on the audience. So if you listen back. But you know. were getting them to scream from word one instead of calm down. I think it, I think it <laughs> fucked with Lily's game a little bit. It did. It's all your fault. I thought I was going into but I'll, I'll, I'll re-listen to it. Okay. I want to check in with Lily, uh, with Jim Carrey on mm-hmm. his Twitter last week, saying that Tiger Woods' wife had to be a willing participant in his infidelity. Yeah, I read that. I think he was out of line. Yeah, I think you're. I think anyone's out of line when they start talking about anyone else's marriage, especially on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't matter how he did it. Yeah, I mean, he didn't say it to his. By the way, this is the the most scariest guy on TV, the guy who's on. Um, I, is that MSNBC? Watch when it comes back to him. He looks like a wolf melted <laughs> while you were tripping. He's just the scariest man I've ever seen in my life. Look how you could divide his face up into four different triangles. Right. He's like a pie. Oh, yeah. It's just frightening. And I, I watch him, and I feel like I'm having flashbacks. And I don't know why they go to him. He's a pie chart. He's not a human being. He's a pie chart with a beard and... Fucking Star Wars hair. He's George <laughs> Lucas hair. He's fucked up Lucas. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome fucked up Lucas. Uh, but let's say it didn't have to do with the personal thing. His point was this. You know when you're dating or marrying a, a fucking wildcat there. Yeah, but I don't think... I think that she really was in the dark for a long time. I think uh, once she Literally. did find out... When she did find out, that's when we found out, you know? Uh-huh. So when the shit hit the fan, she found out and then we found out. So I don't think she would have... Do you like, like saying... she knew for a whole year before that. I don't think so. Are you glad you're not on Teresa right now when you have to say when the fit hit to Shan and then <laughs> you guys all laugh yeah. and go, yeah, we got one by? Yeah. Um, do you agree, Fez? Um, I think she probably knew. I, it, seem, it seemed odd to me that so many people that are so close to him, like his caddy and everyone, all came out running to say, we never knew he was doing this. I mean, he's got to have handlers and people with him constantly. It's hard for me to believe that all these but, but people... But this is really about the wife. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I believe that the people around him knew for mm-hmm. sure, but that's what they're paid to do is protect him, you know? So, yeah, I definitely think that she had no idea. I just think there were so many of them, someone had to have tipped her off at some point along the way, and as long as it was kept quiet, she was fine with it. 
Then she again, got me, me, but, then but she again, got embarrassed. Yeah, but maybe that's the fucking deal. As long as you can fucking keep this cool, you know. But don't fucking have the fucking people sitting outside her house. You know, don't make a big deal mm-hmm. of it. Maybe it was got a little reckless. Yeah, but if she if she didn't have a problem with it, then why is she filing for a divorce? You know what I mean? Like if she was a willing participant, like Jim Carrey said, then why is she going through the notions of of you don't ever see her with her wedding ring off. She's not uh, with her wedding ring on, and she's she wasn't at the master. She's a Swedish. She doesn't even know what she's doing. <laughs> yeah, well, she I doesn't. Know. All she knows how to say. And I actually saw her give a press conference, and she said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, Vilma," and I'm like, "That's fucking crazy Flintstone talk. That's not just." I, if she came over to my house, I would just keep eat, feeding her Swedish fish. I, I guess this is something you like to eat. Dave, does it matter? Do you think the rest of us, Jim Carrey uh, included, does it make any sense for us to talk about this? It feels like it should be over by Because we're always saying, what does Casey say in Dave? Well, who is we? Who's this we? Me and the human race. I should have <laughs> should have mentioned the human race. I that narrows it up. <laughs> includes my parents? Yeah. yeah. I talked it over with Beanie. You little fucking backstabber, Beanie. Oh, it's a good thing you said Beanie. I was going to dive through that fucking window after you. No, my mom. Um, no, I don't think it matters because it, 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 when's it going to end already? Stop it. Stop it. Come on. Get some more news. We got volcanoes. We got Iceland fucking freezing up. The whole thing is crazy. What? I had no, no. I've been reading this Tiger Woods fucking story. <laughs> right. That's the point. Is that we... Well, shouldn't Iceland freeze up? Mm. It is Iceland. Which, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. The Vikings crisscrossed. You know, Iceland's very green and Greenland's very icy. So I guess, yeah, if I said... What idiots the Vikings were. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck they were saying. Just write it down correctly on a map. Norway's very den. Denmark's very nor. It's crazy over there. New York is rather old, from what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> and then I gather allergic, smelling hay. Larry King, uh, they're saying he yes. did not sign a prenup. With this, his uh, latest ex-wife. But then he never listened to that Jay-Z song. In fact, I don't think he signed a prenup with anyone. Lily, would that turn you off? Would you marry someone who wanted the prenup? Um, I don't know. That's Larry a good question. Larry King, I would say no prenup. You're going to die anyway. Exactly. What's the difference for Larry King? What's the difference how much money dies that's in the bank? There's, it's so unromantic, though. A prenuptial agreement. Like, I love you so much, but just in case we don't end up loving each other, you know, I don't know. So you believe you should go into it full tilt, <laughs> this is going to be real. Yeah. And anytime you sign a prenup, you're pretty much jinxing it. I think so. A little bit. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, I hadn't thought about it that way because I'm a man and we're always supposed to say prenup. <laughs> but I don't think, I, I think it's, I think it's unsightly to sit around and discuss money like that at home. Yeah, I would be embarrassed to bring it up to somebody, to say, hey, I want to spend the rest of my life with you, but in case well, I don't. Let's say in the, in, the, in the case of some people, their business is tied up with it, and mm-hmm. they might have partners. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you know, not, maybe not everybody. I, I have a, a friend who started a restaurant chain with six other people, right? Mm-hmm. And it's become a very famous national chain. They got divorced. And she's now on the board with the other people. These guys didn't start a fucking thing with them. But if they go, went, uh, add some restaurants in Akron, they've got to bring her into the board meeting. Right. So 
on those kind of cases, you have to say you can't have my business, but you can have X amount of money. Yeah, but that, that's also their fault. When they drew up their business agreements, they could have worked around that. They, they could have made their agreements so that they, it can't be they transferred. They couldn't and... do that. They were very drunk at the time. Well, then they were drunk and eating it. chicken wings, and that's all, <laughs> that's all I'll say. But people forget uh, Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt also, they had their own production company that they owned right. together while they were married. They still, I think, still own it uh, They still own it together, I well, think. Well, it's great for them because they've never had a movie produced. <laughs> so that helps. That's like Fez Watley Enterprises. I tried one time when my wife uh, and I got into an argument. I said, I'm going to get a post-nup. Because I heard that those things do exist. Well, I told you to get a prenup because I didn't want you to lose half your checks mix. <laughs> um, let's go over to uh, Tom. Tom, you're on Hey, what's up, boys? How are we doing? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm engaged right now. I actually just brought up the whole prenup thing to my fiance last week. And when I brought it up, her eyes actually lit up because she had wanted to ask me about it because she has some inheritance coming. And uh, How much she got she- coming in? What's that? How much is her inheritance going to be? Uh, I'm not really sure. She gets uh, like checks every once in a while. I think like every three, every quarter, she gets a big check, and I guess she still wants to make sure it keeps coming along. I I own my own place, my own house. So I want to make sure I kind of say to my name. So when I brought it up, she was happy about it, and we're going to go next week and get it done. Actually. So why get married then? I mean, if if marriage is supposed to be two people joining their lives financially as well as you know, the family ties and all that stuff, then why why even do a prenup if you're not if you're going to keep your shit separate, shit happens. You never know. What's There's going a lot happen, of people you know? that even while they're married and they don't might not have a prenup, but they have separate banking accounts, separate saving accounts. Some guys got to have their own money. Some women got to have their own money. I see people panicking over money. Well, Dave, you get that way, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I I I always hesitate to give my wife my ATM card. Because, you know, it's, oh, I need groceries, I need groceries. And then, but, you know, it's the best kind of groceries. The steaks, diapers. Right. What would you like to see her get? Cheese Whiz and beer? Well, like maybe um, a new edition of Hannah and her sisters. But if you came into a lot of money, Dave, let's suppose you hit that lottery that you play constantly. Would that money be yours or or yours and hers? Mine. I'd give her a $1 million allotment. And say, you know, don't so, mess around with it. To go back to what Lily said, why did you get married? Uh, I love my wife, you know, and I wanted to start a family and whatnot. But um, and you don't want to share the money. Also, I wanted some of the free hamburgers at Hard Rock. Uh, Jason, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, I just wanted to add, you know, I think think a prenuptial agreement, man, you know, you can still get married and love somebody, but it's just being realistic. You know, life takes people in different directions, and, you know, it's just uh, being real about the partnership that you go into. You know, so uh, you can't really uh, say, oh, why are you getting married? I mean, you're getting married because you plan on, you know, being in love with this person, but, I mean, come on, let's be real about shit. I mean, there's a lot at stake. That's a terrible way to go into a marriage. I love you, but, yeah, let's be realistic. Um, Yeah, but marriage is kind of ridiculous, unrealistic. I mean, it's 50-50 at best, chance of working. Do you hope to get married one day? Yeah, I want children, and I want them to grow up in a family with a mother and a father. So, yeah, I think because of that reason, yeah. Little muzzies? (laughs) Will you raise a Muslim? No. 
I would not raise them with any religion. Would you, the second they're born, are you going to put dynamite on their chest <laughs> and start, have them try to crawl into uh, um, That's what, mm-hmm. What's your feeling of this? Do you believe in marriage? Yeah, I believe in marriage. And, I th- and the prenup thing, it seems so... I don't distrustful. Just right? I mean, it's see. I understand the realistic part. So, would you share the money one hundred percent? Yeah, I would share my money uh, with someone that I loved and brought into my life like it's that. It's very funny that you're still calling it your money, though. Not sharing the money. You're still thinking of it as yours, and you're sharing. You're not thinking of it as the family's money. How about your dad? Oh, my dad. My mom. It's theirs. Yeah. Um, here is uh, Mike in Texas. You're on first. Mike. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Hey, Ryby. Lily, good to hear you. Hey, you know, I've always heard from the very beginning, we've been married 12 years, always heard that, uh, you know, if, if, if you're not willing to put your money together at the beginning and it's all that selfish attitude, there's, there's no chance it's going to work out ever. So, you know, kind of well, tough, man. I mean, that is definitely one opinion. But also, you know, let's look at, um, let's look at a guy. He's a farmer. That farm has been in his family for a hundred years, two hundred years, he marries a girl. Is that not his family's farm, or is that, you know, half her farm? There's a lot of different things that go into that. That you have to set that up. So, from what we were hearing from HDG, you said the business itself should set that up. Yeah, you absolutely can. Um, when Mike and I started the business together, we were absolutely sitting, no, and we had a photography studio. Oh. We were definitely thinking about what happens. You know, down the line, if you get married and the woman you get married to wants to control what happens if you die, I don't want to be in a partnership with some future wife, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you don't want to be in a partnership with some future husband of mine. Right. This was about us, so we had our documents drawn up to to take care of that those possible those possibilities. And you actually put the term uh, "fag" in the documents. No, the word "fag" wasn't actually in the Why documents. Why would you? That's a surprise. But it was yes, it is. That's what you heard today. Mm-hmm. It's not legal jargon. It's a slur. Uh, David, Dallas, you're on Fez. David, go once. Hello. Yeah. What's up, boys? I just uh, wanted to say it's kind of easy for for Lily to shit on the idea of a, a prenup because all the laws out there are in the woman's favor. You know, as soon as a divorce happens, the men tend to just get shit all over. Uh, I think that's only when there's kids and the woman takes the kids. It doesn't necessarily 100%. That's kind of a, a throwback thing. Am I wrong about that, though, HTG? In law, does it, is it 50-50, or do you think the man is more likely to be shit on, as he said? Uh, I think I think it's state, and it's you know it, it's there, there's not a uniform um, rule about that, and, and it's changing also. Uh, isn't it really more about who takes the kids? Who takes the kids has a lot to do with it, but child support is a separate issue from... I basically believe this. If you take the kids, take all of it. What do I care? Right. As long as I don't have to take the kids. <laughs> well, the, you know, and the men have this... Definitely come up with the attitude of you can't take mine, this is mine, this is mine. Meanwhile, you know, if if you put your wife, ex-wife in a situation where she's living badly, your kids are living badly too. And what? why is that something you want? I understand when there are guys who really can't make it work, that you have two, you can't support two households. But I'm talking about people with money complaining. I, yeah. I was in a custody battle one time, in the main, and I don't want to get into all the details, 
but neither me or the woman wanted the kids. And we were just screaming at each other in court, you take the kids, you take the kids. And then finally, um, we worked out a way where she drowned the kids in the car and then said black guys did it. And that's the last I saw her. I think everything worked out okay. I don't know. I left North Carolina. It's stupid down. It's too hot. Mm-hmm. Yates, that's Susan Smith. Yep. Hmm? I didn't even know you knew her. This is before I met you. <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah, my history. Um, <clears throat> here's uh, Michael. You're on my Fez. Hey, guys. Uh, my wife and I, we're both divorced. Uh, this is our second marriage. I've got a trucking company. My wife's got a successful real estate company. And we're, you know, we keep our finances separate, and we've got the prenup because of our businesses. I mean, we still have the household finances that are together, but for the most part, when it comes to her business and her money and my business and my money, you know, that's where... I think think that makes solid sense there. Do what? I do think that makes solid sense. Uh, Here's Josh in PA. You're on my face. Um, see you later. Let's go over here to uh, Justin, your man, Fez. Ronnie, you actually just hit the nail on the head a minute ago with the uh, the family farm deal. That's what uh, we've done out here, myself and my wife, because I'm fifth generation on our family's uh, ranch, and it's a corporation at this point. It's, our prenup's not, not cheating her out of anything, and it's not saying that she won't get uh, the proper payment. It's just an exclusionary clause drawn up by our company's attorney that she can't break up parts of the properties which are more valuable to us. Boy, this is really entirety. sweet bed talk, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't. To go back to what Fezzi said, I really agree that it seems really distrustful to to sign a prenup because it's almost like, hey, we're going in this marriage, but I've already got like one foot out the door and I've got the knowledge knowing that if this ended, you know, I just think it makes it too easy for people to give up on marriages. And and it also sounds to me like I love you. I want to spend my life with you, but I really don't trust you around the business. But what's wrong with that? Why is that crazy? It's very unromantic. It's very... What, what, you think, all right, because you marry somebody, they should be into the business, the family business? Not necessarily. That's not why you... That's why you get a business partner. You know what I mean? Not all women are uh, right to work in the family business. Not all men are right to work in the family business. Well... I get. I mean, you know, business, it makes sense, but I just, it's so... Fez is right. It just it screams. Now, it's, all right, let's suppose yeah. this. Let's suppose something happens to your mom, mm-hmm. right? And your dad remarries. Okay. You want that woman fucking sharing in the money to come in your way when he drops dead? Or are you going to go, come on? It's one thing if it's mom, but this is fucking... This is just your latest whore, dad. Don't do it. Uh, it's a little different. Yeah, so step, uh, step wise. So there would be yeah, there would be a point for a. It's not a step wife. It's a stepmother. <laughs> it's his actual. <laughs> it would yeah. be his actual wife. But you can see that, right, Fuzz? Yeah, I can see it. Yes, but I could never see myself bringing I can't see up you this. doing any of this stuff. People think of prenups as just the the where we heard about it originally. It's just I want to keep her from getting my money. I'm afraid she's marrying me just for my money, and I want to stop her. And that's where you know, like w- w- that's really what we. Think think about but there there's so many different ways you can use a prenup mm. not all of them are offensive a lot of them are definitely offensive 
Yeah, I just think we should know people a little bit better before you start marrying. That's a problem. I mean, we don't know people well enough before we marry them. I like them to get married after five them. minutes. I like, to get, <laughs> I like to do it that night because I think that's uh, romantic. I don't know. Well, plus, you know, you, sometimes men have no problem throwing their money around as an enticement to get a woman to become interested in them. And I don't know why Dave's pointing at himself, but, uh, but then, you know, then they say, but no, 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 I, right. I want to make sure you're not after me for my money. Right. It's a really interesting thing. I've never even heard of that before. Dave, you did spend differently? Oh, you yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I bought a um, $500 leather couch love seat for when she... Uh, so when For what, the porch? No, in my little base shithole in Astoria, Queens. Yeah. For when she would come over and sit next to me and go, look at this. Look at this leather couch. Huh? Isn't this nice? <laughs> Pretend like I had nice stuff. Of course, the fact that the, my floors were made of dirt yeah. probably sent mixed signals. But yeah, I, I used to spend it way over the top. That's how you wooed her, huh? Fuck yes. Um, <laughs> let's go over here to Justin. You're on Running Fez. Hello? Yeah. Hey, uh, Lily and Fez, do you guys know what gold digging bitches are? Sure. Of course. Well, sure I, we do. But it's a whole the whole deal of a prenup, though. But so do the but men it, who it, are attracting them. Yeah, l- let's fucking look into this. If you can't tell, as you put it, a gold-digging bitch, right. you ain't going to think of fucking prenup either. It's not normally... I doubt very much if it's done in the way that Fez is taking this that I don't trust you or I need to keep this as mine. I really think it's just about protecting assets in the way that I brought up Lily's uh, you know, dad... Now, if it's a second, third marriage like that, is that why you married this guy? Just to break into that lifetime saving, or do you really care about him? That's the that's the real thing. What? Why are you so offended by a prenup? But you know what? What's also wrong with a woman saying, "I'm coming into this relationship with you. You you want me to focus, you know, completely on you? That means I have to give up all my other interests. I don't want to be out in the interests? cold. Drinking? I don't know. Maybe Drinking she worked at a hat town? shop. <laughs> maybe she worked at a little hat shop. No, uh, but but here's the point. These things are worth discussing, and right. that's where you do sit down and discuss it. <laughs> then, not in Fez's fucking case of where suddenly it's no longer Miller time. We're not every fucking thing is romantic. But you know how many few people have this conversation? You know how many few people have the conversation of children before they get married? I know so many people have got divorced because they're like, eh, I found out Dave, that he didn't want kids. When like, Dave why sat did you da- ask that before? When Dave sat down and planned his family, <laughs> that was a responsible <laughs> meeting. Uh, well, I think when you go get your marriage license, there should be a choice on there. Maybe three choices of, you know, we want to do it old school. We want, you know, our money to be separate. And then you it's not put on you to bring it up. It's it's a choice you have so, to so discuss then you can, together. Well, let's, let's get a beam. Marriage. Let's move it over yeah. and get a B marriage. Let's get a B marriage, 50-50. We, you know, you keep yours, I keep mine. Now this hey, one, what's wrong with that? That yeah. seems very fair. Well, why? Because uh, HTG brings it up. When I bring it up, it's like crazy talk. <laughs> then you, you call it an official license. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you this. There's one girl I was with. From what I heard, she got a baby by Buster. And my best friend said she used to fuck with Usher. <laughs> I don't care because I still love her. Now, I ain't saying she a gold digger. I just saying she a broke, broke. When he does it, it's considered art. When I do it, it's silliness. Um, I'm just hoping we get back to singing My Faggus. Here's uh, Todd in PA. Yeah, uh, Lily wants to ignore the fact that at its core, a, uh, a marriage is basically a, a binding legal business contract. 
So when you're going into it, it's not a romantic people, thing. Yeah. I don't care anymore. But here's the beauty. I'm so depressed now. Like this is the most. Here's the beauty of it, Lily. I want you to know something. And the whole time that we've had civilization, right? Sure. We have only thought of love as a marriage, as a reason to get married, for only like the last couple hundred years, tops. Before that. Your dad would have probably married you off to some Albanian fucking chicken thief sure. at age 14. Mm-hmm. And those marriages, in terms of working and staying longer, did every bit as good as the marriages today. And a lot of those people came to what we describe as love. Yeah, and everything about marriage is business. It is a business arrangement. It's arrangement. I'm a for, man. It's a tax issue. You know, there's a tax issue for getting married. It's ridiculous, right? Why is there a tax issue? It's a sharing resources issue. It's a what happens to these little creatures that we create together issue. It's all about business. So... It is a contract. Well, it's about promoting family, and this country thinks it runs best on families. Right, exactly. But if you want, you know, your marriage to be just about romance, you can take oaths to each other with having the U.S. government have no involvement whatsoever. And how about the Canadian government? You could take vows, or you can have no government be involved. Just take your. It could be religious. It could be. You take your vows in front of a tree and say, "This is it." Yeah. Why not? You're making a promise to each so, other. Why do you need the U.S. government to back so up your love? So the entire thing that of saying we want to get married is a way of I don't trust you and your word. Right away is like yeah. because the woman goes, well, then what happens to right. me? I had I was doing very well as that in the haberdashery right. business. I worked there with HTG. Well, it's, all, it's also what if you what if one of us dies? What you know, it basically says I want to enter into this form standard contract that someone else has decided the terms of a long time ago. All right. That's so a good if point. these things happen, the woman this happens always wants to enter into a marriage. The man wants to enter into a vagina. That's the difference there. Franklin, are you even married? I always call no, Gina. No, we're not. We're not married. I always we, call Gina your wife, and then the other day somebody uh, corrected me. Yeah, I mean we're not married, but we've been together longer than pretty much any married couple that I know. So, uh, like when I was a kid, mm-hmm. black marriages were called common law. <laughs> Remember that term? You might have what's called a common law marriage. I'm definitely past common law in New York State. So yeah. seven years. Yeah, yeah. Why won't you marry this woman? Well, because we have a plan that has nothing to do with other people. Like, our plan is uh, to do certain things. Like, we had both had to go to grad school. She's on her grad school now. I finished mine. And I have to finish a film that we could actually survive on. So we have a plan that, like, marriage for us... She's like, going to marry you when the, when, the, when the film hits. Well, no, I'm going to allow myself to get married after that. She would get married tomorrow, you know. But I have certain ideas of what I, how I want that to change, mm. uh, you know, after I do you this. You want to give her a big, big old diamond ring. I want, well, no, not so much diamond rings, but I want the lifestyle to change. I want to be, because for me and her, marriage isn't about us at all. It's only for our families. Like, we don't care. We know we love each other. You know, it makes no difference to us. Now, Lily, I remember when you left here, you you weren't going to get married. Now you're all talking about marriage and kids. I remember when you said to me, no way. Well, my biological clock is ticking. I totally understand it now. I went home for Christmas, and my mom was like, you know, the longer your eggs stay in you, the more rotten they're going to get. So she's definitely scared. Boy, the Albanian in their talk, their dinner talk. I'll tell you something right now. If you want to, I'll have Fez have a baby with you. Oh, wow. Tempting. Mm. Would you like a little anxious baby? No. Mm -mm. (laughs) He's going to be the nervous type. Uh Two people bought me. Uh 
Well, when you have kids, you know, the, a lot of the rationale for marriage makes a lot more sense. Because, sure. you know, that way you don't have to sit down and go to a lawyer and draw up a document of this is what I want to happen if any of these things occur. Someone's done it for you. If you don't happen to agree with that, you could do your own thing. But it's kind of a nice prefabricated contract. I didn't know that. Yeah. One time when I was a kid, I guess I was little, about two, and when I was sleeping, my dad taped my eyes back and woke me up and told me my real father was Chinese <laughs> and that he was leaving. That's the saddest thing I ever heard. And then I figured out it wasn't even my dad. It was a neighbor. I'm like, what are you even doing in my room? Why is my pillow wet? What happens here? The prankster, though, that guy. Yeah. And a borderline felon. I mean, I don't know why anybody looks back on their childhood so happy. Um, here's uh, Ray, Indianapolis, Sherman Fez. Hey, uh, ACG and, and Lily, I got a question for you. If if a woman hyphenates her last name, do you guys feel like she's got one foot out the door when she does it? Also, depends why. Yeah, I'm not, it's, yeah, it depends why. If, like famous people, I understand why they do that. They kind of want to keep their old name and also add their new one. Um, yeah, I kind of, I, I, I'm not a big fan of the hyphenation. Mm-hmm. Not a big fan of it. So. Jay Moore actually hyphenated his wife's name into his. Oh, so he took on her name? Oh, cops. Yeah. Okay, I got mm-hmm. it. <laughs> it. It makes sense. I don't think he but... did it for any dirty purposes. <laughs> oh, really? Because he's, I think he's Cox Moore. He's not Moore Cox. Okay. <laughs> it, it makes sense to do it, but it just seems like so overcomplicated and why bother and... But, you know, to some people, their name is really important to them and they want to hold on to it. But what about, this is, to me, just as annoying, the the girls that get divorced and then all of a sudden you're at another name, you're back to your old name from high school. Like, don't make me change with you because you can't figure out what you're doing with this man. Yeah, most, pe- most people that I know have kept their, if there's children, have kept their husband's last name. Was well, that right? to me is very weird because you're walking around with the last name of someone you can't stand anymore. Yeah. I think well, it would make mean more... that you can't stand them just because you're divorced. I in think in these cases, yes. <laughs> I think it would be went... better if both if they just started a brand new name, the new people. But what about the kids? Me, they would girl. have that name of that people. What? They would have the name of the new family. So let's say if you and Fez, Fez Watley would marry Happy Typing Girl, you would drop Girl, he would drop Watley, and then you guys would just pick your own new name. Me and my girl thought that would be a great idea. But like, if my family wasn't so traditional and would lose their mind if I lost my last name. But... You know what you know would be the perfect name for you, Franklin? Mm-hmm. Karate Kid. <laughs> you look so much like the kid in the No Wood. But every time I see a I preview, I go, win. Win, Franklin, win. <laughs> you want to say something about your sister? Oh, she went back to the maiden name twice. Yeah. Yeah, mm. she didn't keep either of the married names. She hyphen she have kids with the... Last name? Uh, she had kids with the first last name. See, some people feel bad about not having the same last name as their children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She hyphenated twice and <laughs> so uh, then went back. It is. Both times. She never was into it as a sister. <laughs> was your sister Chris Everett Lloyd? All right. Say, <laughs> you know she is. I, I know. Thank you, We're Dave. trying to keep that quiet all these years. All right. Sorry. Um, let's go over here to Farmer Cole. You're on my first. Hey, Ron, what's going on? What do you say? Hey, uh, I was just going to say, uh, my family's got a 3,000-acre farm here in Utah, and we got an excavating business. And uh, my grandpa started it. When he started the thing, they didn't have shit. They just, I mean, they were broke as a joke. So my dad and his two brothers, nobody had a prenup. And uh, we've built it up now to a 
a very large business, and uh, my one uncle gets a divorce, and then his freaking wife ends up getting over a half million bucks cash from us right from the start. Plus, we got to freaking pay for her until she's like 65. We got to pay for another 20 years for her so that she can uh, go piss around. She didn't contribute to our business at all. Yeah. She didn't do a damn thing. So I, here it is. So I really, you know, I, you know, I'd actually even brought up Family Farm because to me, yeah. I even hate it when a guy sells. The, like, he goes, like, I've had friends sell farm and they're like, yeah, I just made $2 million. I go, no, you didn't. You gave away your heritage, your link. Yeah. It, it wasn't yours to sell. You didn't start it. Yeah. You sold it. Now your children aren't going to have a farm. Uh, Cole, I'd put two in the back of her head if I was you. And well, I just thought it was, I mean, you try to make a, it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's a way of life for sure. you. And then you turn around and lose the whole damn thing because some lady thinks she's uh, not happy with my uncle sleeping around. But she right. knew what she was getting into before she got into it. So in my opinion, the hell with her. And uh you know, it's too bad that you yeah, lose. He made the decision to yeah. marry her too. So yeah, but it's not, also, he's but, not completely incident. But since this is a family business, they need to protect it, and they should tell any of the. This isn't just right. yours. Yeah, you, you when you go and get involved in the family business, you never think about what happens when there's a wife or when there's a husband, and the mm-hmm. influence that you know if one sibling marries someone unwisely, it's amazing they could destroy everything. Mm. Yeah, it can happen. And it there's always happen. one sibling who marries unwisely. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? You, Casey made such a stupid choice. For the Handy Lift Corporation? <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way. The Empire? I saw a Handy Lift truck the other day on 2nd Avenue, and it said established 1974. Just everybody uses that name Handy Lift. Well, there was lawsuits, though, that, you know, was why, you know, because, yeah, people were using it, and Mr. Doug, it wasn't supposed to be used. Right. So I still know. Did he ever going. change the name? No, I, I believe, like, they're like the handy lift of North Carolina. So now it's like <laughs> getting, you know, yeah. I got a better name for him. Virgin Records. See if he wants to use that. Oh, one. yeah. Because everybody likes that name. <laughs> sure. Here's our old friend, the Halloween goddess. Hey, goddess. Hi there. I just wanted to mention that, you know, no matter how well your intentions are when you enter into it, you never can predict what the other person is going to change down the road. I can. I was married for 13 years. At year 11, you never think that in two years your marriage could end. And I was left with $50,000 in debt. And I was responsible for that debt, even though I incurred none of the debt myself. So, yes, if I had had a way of protecting myself and saying, look, if we do split up, you keep what you have and what you, you know, got into debt, and I can keep what my debt is, that would have been great. But now I've had to file bankruptcy because I was left with a financial burden that had nothing to do with me. So I am going to get married, and I, I heard you guys last time, I'm getting married 10-10-10. Oh, nice. And, and we are going to have a prenup simply to say, should he change his mind 15 years down the road, I'm not left with $80,000 in the hole. So it, you can, I'm going into it with the best of intentions, but I can't predict that he is. No one can. All right, I appreciate it. See, whenever anyone went through anything bad, mm-hmm. they kind of learn from that, and that's what they see in everything. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again... If there are truth that I've known a lot of people married for many, many years, and then one of them gets weird, 
One of them just turned sideways on the whole deal. Um, Ryan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Ryan, when you were talking about how uh, you should create a new name when you start a family, it's kind of the way the Mexicans do it. Um, the woman never takes on the her husband's name, but instead, when they have children, the child gets each of their names. For example, if the mother was Diego, last name, and the father was Sanchez, then the children would be, would be their name and then Diego Sanchez. I would say, what the hell's the difference? We're all Mexicans. Go, you know, what do we have here? We've ta- we found some stuff on the road. We nailed it together. We're living inside. Why act like I got anything to lose? Dream come true. Just and take then, the name Mexican. And then I would go like this. Wait, it's almost 3 o'clock. Let me put my big hat on and sleep sitting up. I, here's what I can't stand about the Mexicans. Lay down when you're taking a nap. What do you, how comfortable are you sleeping like you're catching in a goddamn nine-inning game? You can't sleep with a hat on anyway. You can't get a good lean. Well, they're trying to keep the, the flies off them. And the sun. It's got to be a better way. Mm. Bug spray. I would always say this to my dad. What time we jump in the fence to Texas? <laughs> I'd like to say, my name is Antigo Mantoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. I just give him Princess What Bright. made you think that he was Mexican? He was a Spaniard. That guy was Spanish? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that guy was Mexican all these years. But what kind of Mexican fucking... Do you ever seen a Mexican in a boat before? <laughs> in a, like a pirate looking for a pirate? Oh, because he was had, a Spaniard. Oh, I didn't know. He had a very Mexican accent to me. But I got to go back and rewatch the movie. Haven't seen that in a long time. Mm. I think they even refer to him as a Spaniard a few times. Do you ever notice that Spanish people aren't even Hispanic? They're like, no, we got nothing to do with any right. of these other people. We're Spaniards. From the well, mother country. They're Euro. Yeah, but at least like England knows that we're connected. <laughs> Spain won't even act. They, they don't play that mother country role. Oh, okay. They're like, fuck them. Those people are Indians. Or as Fez calls them, engines. And now the show is going full circle. Engines. Just a full circle. Uh, let's head on over here to uh, Dan. You're in front of Fez. Buddy, what's up? Yeah. Hey, um, all right. So my parents got divorced. Uh, my mother remarries. My father dies. And then my mother gets divorced again and then takes my father's last name again. It, it drives my wife nuts. Now, what do you think? Yeah, that's kind of insane. Yeah, that's weird. But on the other point, I think we put too much into this name thing. It was way too much. I don't know why we make such a big deal about it. Earl was talking the other day that he would never change his name because of his heirs. What heirs? <laughs> <laughs> he wants heirs. He would have done it by now. He's fody. Loudy, loudy, look who's fody. Here comes Earl. By the way, did you see Earl in Life magazine? I saw the picture of it on Twitter, yeah. yeah. Doing good Lily, things. Lily, that night was, I call that night Earl's wedding. He yeah. was just so happy. Yeah. We got to meet his dad. Oh, my God, his parents? Yeah, we met both no. parents. The mother, how many kids? Nine? Something like that. Eight, nine, yeah. Stunning woman. Black don't crack. I know. I know. But even the body's unbelievable. Yeah. And then his sisters were really pretty. I thought his sisters looked like uh, Janet Jackson to me. Where did he... I don't understand. Then how, how did Earl come from such a normal family? And Earl's dad was cool. He was yeah. like Sweet Dick Willie. And he was drinking beers. And... Earl's dad only holds the very end of the neck of the beer. 
It was just hanging behind him. He had a lot of style. A lot of style. And I'm like, how did you get such a tight-ass son? Really, really nice family. It was, the, it was actually my favorite Earl memory I ever had. Before that is when he smelled for Breeze and passed out. <laughs> I, I sounds like I just want to hang out with his dad. Like I, I his dad's the fucking to. coolest. I want to. I'm gonna call up Earl, Big Earl, one day. Yeah. Say let's go high in big time. And Earl does rock by the name Earl Douglas Jr. He's junior, huh? Yeah, he's very. Yeah, he never did the junior bit. Either. I never knew he was a junior. Him, yeah. and, him and That's him Big and, Earl's his dad. Oh. Him and Ken Griffey. <laughs> he is the Ken Griffey of the radio business. And then Franklin backed me up on this. When Earl was giving his thank yous and he said my name, he started to cry a little bit. Oh, dude, he was so And he goes to Ron Bennington and he started to cry. Oh, Earl. I owe you guys so much. But that was nice. He goes, Ron Bennington, he cries, he gets his thoughts together and he goes, and Fez, you were here, you know. (laughs) How's that? If I was Fez, I'd be like, where are my tears, motherfucker? (laughs) Earl's dad was like, Bennington. I'm going to have another one of those fruit skewers. I'm so proud of you, son. I'm so proud Everybody of was so proud of what you've done here. Now, and if you excuse me, i got to go drive Miss Davy around. <laughs> He's not like that at all. You'd be shocked. He's it, so cool. He's unbelievably cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, he sounds it. I was stunned because I was waiting to see the Urkel family come in. <laughs> Yo, his nephew was cool. You ever see his little Everyone artistic was. nephew? The nephew is wearing a, a fucking racing coat. He's wearing a three car as a coat. I'm like, Earnhardt, what the hell's going on here? When did a black kid like Earnhardt? He was wearing a leather Earnhardt coat and was like drawing stuff. He was like an artist. Mm-hmm. I like the Intimidator, Ronnie B. <laughs> I like the... What happened uh, to Hicks? Did he ever come back to us? Yeah, he's been, you know, doing the studio of the fishbowl a lot and stuff. Lily, it was so much fun having you in Thank here. you for having me. It was so great to be back. Do you want to make sure you never go back to Rochester? <laughs> should we walk you up and down the hall here and get you your own show? That would be great. You should. Uh, all right, that's it for us. We got anything we need to plug first? Just want to say thank you to Lily for coming by. Thank you to Happy Typing Girl and everyone helping out with Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search. It was a great time. Uh, that's the end of my show. Oh.